Brent. Just fucking fuck up the intro, eh? <laughs> so part of it. <laughs> hey, lovely people. Welcome to TDA, the day after. It is Monday. No, it's not. It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday, the 20th of September. And we are the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. And you have very amazing lit hosts. Let's get to introducing ourselves. Morning, people. Obviously, the sun's killing me today, but don't watch nothing. We're still dead there. You get me? It's your boy, Big Mars from the east side of the bridge. Six foot plus, all that goodness. Let's get it. It's your favourite shade queen, my own royalty. It's your boy, Yus. Back after a nice little uh, bank holiday. I mean, ready to go for the new week. Nice. They call me E-Man, the pro-black activist, TDA producer, news analyst, Melanin Jam Pat. That's right. That is right. How's everyone's bank holiday weekend? I can't believe you've really let the queen affect you. Who? What do you mean? <laughs> like, you were so traumatised by the experience, you just couldn't turn up for work. You just took a day off, imagine. <laughs> it was a lot. We're morning. We're in morning. We had to take a moment. Why do one minute, two minute silence when you can have a day off work? Mm. Everybody all right now, though, yeah? Yeah. Reality uh, is... Yeah. Um... <laughs> you so said it again. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah, chilled. It was a nice chilled weekend. I thought that was lockdown. I don't know about you guys. Yesterday mm. was giving lockdown. Streets were silent. I could hear yeah, a pin drop. I wasn't on time. I drove once somewhere and I was at my house the rest of the day. Yeah. I didn't really experience see it. what was going on there. Yeah, I just went out to record in the evening, so I don't know what was happening during the day. I never seen nothing. Yeah, it was, I, I didn't even see the funeral. Yeah, it was rather quiet. It was actually, yeah, because to be fair, actually, I went out in the evening, but by then a lot of places had opened up. So a lot of restaurants stopped opening up from five. Yeah. Um, But before that, it was dead quiet in the streets like when i looked at my window it was just like not mm. one car it was just crazy it was quite quiet so where's everybody in the city just it was in the houses or yeah, yeah. Or... i swear there was supposed to be like all these watch parties Seriously? not what well, like watch party, alone. I say, but oh you know watch, big, screens, yeah. big screens all over the place like people can watch this i thought there'll be like gatherings mm. like trafalgar square or i don't know there might have been Wherever. The Ghanaian aunties, your people, them, Iman. <laughs> Not the Ghanaian aunties setting up a whole thing in, in Tottenham, trying to, um, they actually did their own funeral, their own oh, version of funeral. Okay. And then they wore time. like, because you know, like Ghanaians, when they do funerals, they wear red and black. Mm. They probably dressed up for the occasion, blocked off the side, like, <laughs> y'all are embarrassing, to say the least. Very, um, very childish behavior. Did anyone watch it? Hell no. Oops, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it. Yeah, what? I kind of did a watch party on the Mighty Network. Because I watched it. So basically, mm -hmm. okay, do you know what it was? Okay, I wasn't going to watch it. Okay. To be fair, I didn't have a clue what was going on. I had other things I was dealing with. But then I saw Audrey's tweet and she was she said something like, oh, like, to be fair, she's like, I get it, but this is actually kind of sad. Mm. So now, nah, what's sad? <laughs> so now I turned the TV on. And then I was watching it. And then that's when I realized her crown is lit. I gotta get me one of those. <laughs> it's so because they zoomed into the crown and I said, nah, the jewels on that. Crazy. The jewels are nice, but I don't like the crown. It's 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 I like a it. it's like a vomit of diamonds. It's not, you know what I mean? Zinged <laughs> out. It's just bare random <laughs> the diamond. Just, there's there's no type of cohesion. It's, I get what you mean. It's just random. I loved it. I said that is so then I was so then I started to um you know go in there in our little community. And I was like, you're one. I'm watching the funeral. Side note, mm -hmm. that's a nice crown. I've never seen it in 4K. And then people were obviously under there as well. And they're, about, you know, they're watching it too. Yep. One of the community, <laughs> he said his wife dressed up for it. 
I said I was finished. He said, he said his wife dressed up. And then Ima was like, did you dress up? And he was like, no, me must have in pajamas. <laughs> why are women so dramatic? Like, why? That's oh, so dramatic. But um, it, it looked all right. And to be fair though, I had it on in the background, but I tuned out. I started watching makeup tutorials. <laughs> but makeup, it was a bit... For a funeral, it was dead. It made me realise though, the way like... Cause I don't know how Caribbeans do funerals, but... Says, for a funeral was dead. What was it meant to be like? I'm, I'm, let me let me take you there. Oh. So you see how like Africans do funerals mm. when it's an elderly. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration of life because they've lived. How much longer do you want to live? Ninety six, yeah. and we're all here, all somber, all sad. You're being greedy now. You've lived 96, 96 years, and it made me realize how. Because obviously, I don't know. I know Yoruba people. I don't know how Igbos and stuff do their funerals and stuff, but. With Yorubas, they get the trumpets out. It's a whole street party. Mm. Like, my great-grandma's funeral was so lit. Honestly, it's one of the best events I've ever been to. It sounds wild. <laughs> it sounds so wild, but that is one of the best events I've ever It was a whole celebration. But she, she lived... I don't think they were prepared yeah, to celebrate that because they don't want her to go, though. Well, how long is she going to stay here for? Mm. Everyone has to go at some point. Yeah, but I just think everybody just thought the Queen was going to be here forever and they just took her for granted kind of thing. I see <laughs> a man... Like, oh, for we're scheduling them brunches with random lunches. A man tweeted, gone too soon. That's what okay. I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He was obviously bannering, boy. I said, gone too soon. When I said, RIP Queen Elizabeth, gone too soon. I said, yeah. It's bloody ridiculous. <laughs> but people do do that. They're like, oh, gone too soon. What do you mean? They were 85. They were old and frail. Could barely mm. move. What else do you want out of life? Where? I, don't, I think 96 is a very, very good age to um go. But I was thinking that it must be so weird how... Like you've actually lived through every like uh, so mm, much. A lot, yeah, for real. It's weird because sometimes when I remember my age, I just think, "Is that it?" But mm-hmm. like I've been here longer. So imagine being ninety six, <laughs> seen the war, seen all of seen hella wars. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. Girl, that's a, she's a, that's a knowledgeable person, isn't it? You would have seen so much. Yeah. I will say that it was just seen it from your palace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Literally with the best view, mm. best view in the country. But I will say that they, um, it definitely my idolatry thing is definitely um, panning out. It definitely was giving idolatry, especially when apparently when they were lowering her to the ground. Because I went into my mom's room, my mom was in shock. Mm. She was like, I said, Are you okay? I thought she had like got bad news. But she's like, I can't believe what they just said. And I was like, What do you mean? And she said, How they said, um, they basically said she's like, Lord of all, sovereign, mm. yeah, sovereign Lord of all, something like that. Yeah. I said, yo, no, no offense, but I said, even if sis made heaven, yeah, what you start doing down here is going to make God call into the office because <laughs> this is absolutely foolish. And apparently, they address Charles the same way as well. Yeah. They're a lot of us all. Oh, I don't know who us is. That's I'm not part of that. You're seeing it from a religious context. I have to. It? That's the only way I can see. It. That's the only way my eyes work. But before all of that came to this. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Who came first, God or the, or the Queen? No, but the titles may have not have come first. Mm-mm. Well, big up her anyway. It looked like a nice, you know. Um, mm. Did was that um, Harry's uniform? It wasn't, was it? I, 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 didn't, I didn't see, you know. So I thought like he was just wearing a suit. He no, had his little pins. That's why he's not serving no more. Yeah, yeah but, but you can wear, still allowance. wear it. They made an allowance for him. He wasn't wearing that. He, wasn't, he wearing that. wasn't wearing it. Okay. Because I feel like Charles was wearing something. I saw a picture of him. He was just wearing a normal suit. He was just okay. a suit, but he had his pins. His little. Okay. Then. He had four. Um, William had three. Mm. And they didn't bring that rude kid to the funeral. The one that's acting the twat last time. Oh, he was there. He wasn't. That's not a picture of him. Really? Yeah. How many kids have they got? Two or three? Who, Williams kids? Yeah. I saw pictures. I just saw pictures on Twitter. 
Three. Oh, I don't watch it. Yeah, they got three I kids think... now. Cause I f- yeah, because I think I was seeing memes around saying how like they yeah they didn't bring him to the funeral because you can't you never know how that kid's gonna act. No, I think that, yeah, no, they would have to. No, you don't have he to. Can't, he can't just stay at home. You have to. You sit at home. You watch your great. Is that his great grandma? Yeah. Yeah, you watch your great grandmother being buried, and you couldn't be there because you're a nuisance. Who, whose kids are you talking about? William's kids. I saw a picture on Twitter with William and all his kids. Is it? Yeah. Okay. You should have left him at home. Boy. But yeah, apart from that, it was a it was a calm weekend. Everyone agree? Yeah, it was, man. I just yeah, yeah, shows, man. Yeah. It didn't seem that quiet around me though, because uh, like I said, I went to the gym in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was people around like the the mall area and there, innit? Even okay. afterwards, I was thinking, what you people what, want here? Well, when the shops closed, that's what I was thinking. But yeah. British people are just weird, man. I don't know. This country is just a it's a weird one. Mm. It's very very weird, but um. Yeah, guys, so as you guys know, like this video, comment, share it, join the community, TMB, no, no, that's not it, community.thenewblack.com. Um, that's it really, isn't it? Subscribe to the channel. And yeah, let's get into our show. Learn is basically about what everyone spoke about, which is the Queen's funeral and who attended. So it was a momentous event. Uh, solemn, spectacular and intense, heads of states, dignitaries and local community heroes side by side on this one in a lifetime guest list suddenly stood up to attention together. The significance of the moment was almost audible. As you can imagine, kings and queens, presidents, prime ministers, celebrities and friends from across the globe were among the 2,000 guests at the Queen's funeral service at Westminster Abbey. US President Joe Biden was among 500 heads of states and foreign dignitaries who came to London for a gathering of world leaders not seen for decades. Some invites have been controversial. The UK's invitation to Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince and de facto ruler Mohammed bin Salman to attend the Queen's funeral sparked a storm of um, protests from human rights campaigners. A declassified CIA report concluded that the Crown Prince had authorised the murder and dismemberment of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi inside the Saudi consulate in, Ast- in Istanbul in 2018. The Saudi Crown Prince and his government obviously denied this, but he has been seen as something of a pariah in the West and has not been to Britain since until now. As well as Prime Ministers of Canada, Australia, New Zealand being invited, other Commonwealth leaders who attended um, included the leaders of Bangladesh, Sri Lanka and India. The Queen's funeral marked the end of an era and millions across the world stopped what they were doing to watch it either in person or live on TV. Was Buhari invited? Who? Buhari. Buhari the Nigerian president. Buhari. Probably, yeah. Should have been. Well, no, no, he wasn't there. No, no Trump. Bush. Trump. I swear he wasn't invited to Meghan and Fingers' wedding anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah they did, I remember there was a whole thing. They didn't invite him to Meghan and... Mm. Even though she's American, people were like, because it's Trump. Yeah. They, yeah, they didn't invite him. What but, people but, were... But Bush. Bush. Clinton. Yeah, I think all of them must have been there, I think. I don't know. But what was funny that people found funny, especially like people from African countries, mm. was that they had them in buses, in big coaches, like it was a school trip. <laughs> and said, oh, look at this. Because when they, because honestly, when they're in their own countries, they're doing like hella convoys, they're causing so much traffic. Mm. They're traveling with like 20 other army cars and all nonsense. And then yeah. you go to someone's country and now look at you. But it's, 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 it's a bit... <laughs> 
It's a bit different though. <laughs> no, it's not. Do you know what? It's, do you know what's not different as well? Because when these people go to their countries, African countries, mm. they're pulling out red carpets. They're doing the absolute most. And then you come to their country and they've literally squashed you at your big age. Now, embarrassing that would be. I'm sorry, my husband could not be doing that. That is so embarrassing <laughs> to see your grown ass husband, who is a president of a country, yeah. crouching to get into a bus. Ew, that is the ick. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't I don't, I don't no. know. That ain't it. Well, because I'm a grown man, I can't get on the bus. <laughs> no. It's just no, you can, yeah, but when you're the leader of a country, you're when you're when you're at home, you're doing telling someone go, you go, mm. you get this, get this, fetch yeah. this, you're doing in big boy cars, and then now you hitting your the top of your head. But it's, <laughs> and it's, get to a coach. It's it's for convenience, no? That's what it was for. And it wasn't, get, it wasn't just black African leaders, you know, it was white. Yeah, no, but get, I'm black. I'm black. As many, <laughs> as many people at one time to the to the venue. I just think it's. And imagine the amount of cars that would have had to pull up yeah. if everyone went solo. It's giving ick. <laughs> well, <just> giving. <laughs> this, this, this second headline um, happened actually before um, the actual funeral. Yeah. Um, and basically, a man was charged. Wait. That's a trigger warning. What's the trigger? Didn't you put trigger warning in the document? No. Oh. No. Oh, sorry. Wrong. I'm in the wrong wrong section. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, y'all. All right. Um, yeah, so a man was charged with public um, order offence over the Queen's coffin. So a 28-year-old man has been charged with a public order offence after allegedly leaving the queue of mourners to approach the Queen's coffin on Friday. Mohammed Khan from Tower Hamlets in East London will appear at the Westminster Magistrates Court on Monday. Today, the Met Police said he was charged under the Public Order Act. The live video feed of Westminster Hall cut away when the incident occurred at around 10 o'clock in the evening. A statement from the Met Police said Mohammed Khan, who's 28, was charged on Saturday, September 17th with an offence under Section 4A of the Public Order Act, behaviour intending to cause alarm, harassment or distress. He's the second person to be charged with committing an offence while in the queue to see the Queen lying in state. A 19-year-old man was charged after allegedly exposing himself and pushing into mourners from behind as they waited in a line at Victoria Tower Gardens on Wednesday. Adio Adeshine. I'm not going to say Adeshina because I don't think he's Nigerian. <laughs> he, he better not be. Adeshina. He can't be. I'm not going to accept it. <laughs> was charged okay. with two counts of sexual assault and two counts of breaching a sexual harm prevention order. He will appear at Southwark Crown Court on the 14th of October. As in, so you say, when you say exposing himself, as in like indecent exposure. Yep. What is wrong with people? Why, like, why is that the place to do that? Them lines were hectic, innit? Did you see? I heard Beckham was in one of them queues, so I yeah. wasn't in. Yeah. yeah. So what? Man, like Beckham can't get a fast track. That's huh? exactly. No, they came. He said no. That's dead. What's that? <laughs> oh, is it? Beckham yeah, yeah, was yeah. in the. He queued up for eleven hours. No, he didn't. He did. He, he got a fast track. I saw it. What? You sure? Yeah. I'm sure. Positive, I, saw it. I thought Philip Schofield and Holly they got fast yeah, track, got fast but track. then everyone was comparing nah, them to Beckham. Beckham did. You sure? Yeah. When they interviewed That's... Beckham, they asked him. He said he was been there from. Yeah. Last yeah. I saw. I saw them escorting him. Yeah, maybe when he got to the front, but then yeah, he did a whole yeah. interview saying that you know part of um, mm-hmm. queuing up was part of the experience for him and all oh, okay, that stuff. Okay, okay. If he said yeah. it from his mouth, then fair enough. Yeah. But the I think one... I saw a narrative saying that he got a fast track. Was it? Because yeah. if you think I'm a celebrity and I'm about to queue up, you you got nothing coming. <laughs> that is so. If my celebrity states can't get me anything, mm. you should at least get me this. Yeah, so, so what, if you were so you definitely would have accepted the fast track. First of all, I mean, for me to be there anyway is a miracle. So I definitely <laughs> need to get this event done with as quick as I can. Yes, 100%. What, what, about, what about you? Of course, I accept the fast track as a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> let alone, let alone being a celebrity. <laughs> I wouldn't have needed the fast track. I would have pushed in anyway. 
Bro, I think I'm waiting for 11 hours for anything in life. Exactly. I would have walked straight to the front of that queue. I really was trying to think, what in this world could I possibly wait that amount of time for? Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it help your public image, though? If you I don't care about that. I'll give some money to charity. I will do other things. <laughs> I will clean up the streets. I will pick up litter. There's other things I can do than mm. wait 11 hours. There was some woman that she would so say, basically, her and her husband were the last to um to see mm. in, the, like, in the queue. They were because that's to stop the queue at one point, yeah. but they were the last people and they asked her like how it felt. And she said, Yeah, this country is embarrassing. She said it's it was the best thing she's ever done. And actually, she would even say it's even better than when she gave it to her kids. Oh wow. And she even named her her son and her daughter. And she mm. said it's the best thing that it doesn't even compare to mm. when she gave birth to her kids. And I, and her husband was standing next to us thinking, that's not a divorce, babe. Out in the ways. That's embarrassing. He probably feels the same way though. She pathetic. was trying crap, man. That's pathetic. You don't even chat crap for, for the news. Like she was trying crap. You don't know, you know. Like, remember, this, this is no, what what's I was that saying to you her? last week. This is their queen, you know. Yeah, but what is that gonna get you? Because all it was was just got people just cussing online, like, wow, world's best parent kind of vibe. Yes, it's boy. To be fair, I do think actually let me not talk now because I'm sorry. Never mind. No, go <laughs> we go to because I was going to say, I do think that the feeling of, oh, my child is the best thing to ever happen to me, mm. I think is all hype. But there you go. It, it might because be I just think, her. you telling me, like, I get it. It's a kid. I get it. I get it. I understand. But I do think that there are pe- I think I've spoken to people who feel like they have to socially say it, even though it's not what they really mean. Mm. Because if they don't say it, if they don't say that, people mm. think they're a monster. Yeah, that's true. But, but at the same time, why do you need to offer it up though? Because like, if if no one's asking, why do you need to say, "Oh yeah, I haven't." Because I think it's a social, it's a social, um, it's a social thing, especially know, for mums. I don't. This is definitely going off on a tangent here. But you know, the, um, did, did you speak on Chrissy Teigen? And, um, this, and this new thing that happened with her. I'm not sure. Remember she had a miscarriage. And stuff? Yeah. Um, oh, and then are they expecting? I think they're expecting a new baby. It's another. I'll, I'll tell you later. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that's crazy. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, oh, I want to know. So she's she's wilding. Who's that? Oh yeah, Chris um, Teigen. Yeah, John Legend. John Legend's wife. Oh, she's really. I like her though. She's really fun. Mm, after you hear this one, you might not. Dear, but no. <laughs> yeah, a lot of women feel that pressure to say that that's the thing because I read like forums where you know those forums here yeah, where people mm. say their real, real thoughts. Mm. It's very scary though. Because mm. there's men who are like, gosh, I hate my wife. I hate my life. Every time I come in, the kids are like, daddy, like, piss off. Like, they get really, really angry in there. Mm. And they're just like, I honestly just want, if I didn't have a moral compass, I'd just wake up and go. Mm. I just like, damn. But then when they go home, they're being a loving husband, li- loving wife, um, loving um, partner, loving dad and everything. And as women, I feel like that as well. About their kids and stuff. Yeah. But that's the, that's I the get thing it. though. Like, to me... Holding your holding your child for the first time is yeah. the best experience in the world. But when a child is messing around doing stuff, it may not be. No, but you know what? <laughs> you know what but the people yeah. who like they regret having children, but you can't say to anybody you regret without looking like you're <coughs> a, you're a mean person. I yeah, think that's true. after the fact, though. I reckon what you're talking about in terms of them saying that's the best thing that ever happened to yeah. them. I think they're talking about the actual birth, like yeah. you said. Yeah. When the child's first born, it's like wow, I've I've created a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that moment is the best feeling ever. Yeah. And then when a child is one, like you said, running around the house, tearing the house apart, that's when it's like, fuck yeah. these kids. So I think it's <laughs> right the initial the feeling of giving birth. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. No, but there are some people it's though who are like... After the fact is like... No, but there are some people though who are like, this, like being a parent is the best thing mm. to ever happen. Like nothing compares to this, which is fair to me. Everyone's got different... Um, I understand that though. Yeah, same. Like, course, yeah. I get not, it. Even I'm not a parent, I can fully understand why that would be. Because I kind of yeah. think, what, what feeling trumps that really? In my head. 
Because you see, you, you see your I child mean, every single day that you made. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, that's, 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 that's just giving. I don't, I don't give a fuck <laughs> about kids. Nothing is cute. It's but then again, me. I might change my mind maybe when I have children. That's what I'm thinking. But I just think that for me, because I'm not attaching. Yeah. I think it's the way I think. I'm not attaching um, life achievements and like mm. life um, satisfaction and yeah. just. I'm not attaching these things to things that can be taken away, like things that, just things, right? Yeah. So I think that's why. So yeah. even, I don't know when I have kids, kids, it might be that, but I think I just don't attach that much you, glory to stuff. You ain't put maybe as, you ain't put the baby into the thing category, are you? As in things. It's a thing, isn't it? Okay. No, I'm just, I'm like childbirth is I'm, a no, thing. I'm clarifying <laughs> if you're putting it into the thing category. No, but if I'm, I'm putting it into the achievements category. So okay, some okay. women as well, like, being married is like the best thing to ever happen to Jim. So like stuff like marriage, yeah. giving birth, career and stuff like that. Like, mm. I just think these are amazing things that happen to happen to you through life. I don't think I'm going to, this is going to be the best thing yeah. to mm. ever happen to me. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. In your mind, what, what do you think, what achievement or what something that you're going to do that you're going to be like, this is it, this is the pinnacle of my happiness? Cause I don't think it's I don't think it's about success. I think it's about happiness. What What do you think you're gonna achieve or do in your life that's gonna give you that feeling of you know what this is the happiest moment of my life? I don't know. Cause I think there's so many things I want to do, but I think for me, my happiness is not attached to again to things, like to mm. achieving things, to accomplishing things. Yeah. It's more about how it is that I feel about my about myself. I feel like I will not be happy if I'm not on a steady growth in who I am as a person. Mm. So I can achieve stuff and whatever, but. That and all, all that stuff needs to be contributing to my growth as a person. Yeah. So my happiness and my joy and peace for me is in who I am as a person. Mm. Not the extra... Of course, the extra things that come with me yeah. are great. But I think my, when my, my brain, my mind is wired, it's all to do with me. And my growth as... Like, my growth in life is my biggest... Yeah. That's my biggest accomplishment. That's going to be the biggest accomplishment for me. And even when I think of kids... Me being a good mother yeah. will be due to my growth all my life. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. No, so again, it wouldn't even be so much the kids. It will be my growth that's enabled me to be a good mother. No, I hear what you're saying. And I agree with what you're saying. But yeah. the things and the moments that happen in your life, they are attached to your happiness. Yeah. Because you're not you're not just going through life doing nothing, innit? Yeah. So the things you're doing, the things you're achieving, the moments, the things, yeah. they are the things that are contributing to this feeling that you're that you're, you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. So all these moments that are gonna happen, yeah, they culminate in you feeling that happiness. But you know what it is though? Because sometimes, it, like, have you ever had like something good happen, like something really, really good happen for you, but because you don't feel very great within yourself anyway, or you have like other stuff going on, mm. you can't even be as happy for that thing because yeah. you're not good. Mm -hmm. So do you get me? So well, even when good things do happen for me, I don't. Like, I, I don't know, because I'm not good in myself and I don't mm. feel great in myself, I can't enjoy the thing that should be making me happy, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, when I graduated, I was in so indifferent. I didn't want to go to my graduation. The mom mm. said I was being selfish, but I wanted to go to my <laughs> graduation. <laughs> <laughs> Joke about itself, really. But yeah, mm. I don't know, man. It's interesting. Mugs is what? You what? <laughs> so your face is killing him. Well, I'm listening, I'm listening. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's what it that's what it really is. Mm. All right. Okay. You, All right, let's get into our what you saying, our topic of the day.
Okay, so topic of the day, obviously linked to um, the Queen and her demise. And basically, uh, the question is, do you care about how you'll be remembered? What's important to you? How you live or how you're remembered in death mm. and why? Because <clears throat> on the surface, I feel like it seems like an easy question, right? But is it really? Do you care about... Like, what's more important to you? How you live, right? Or how you're remembered in death? How important is living the life you want? Uh, aren't, aren't those two things attached together? Because how, yeah, you, how you live, thing, you know what I mean? How you live, for the most part, is ultimately how you're going to be remembered. Not necessarily. It could be... Um, people could maybe, I don't know, slander your name afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but based off of what? Based off of a particular thing that... Like, for example, let's just say... Um, based off something you've done while you was living. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's the same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But let's even, just, if you've done if something, even if it's something untowards, that's like... Um, something done in the dark that came to light after you passed, it's still because of your actions while yeah. you was here, isn't it? Mm. Like, no one's going to slander your name once you've passed for no reason. But yeah. let's, let's just say you lived your life, right, and it was 90, 98% positive. Yeah. And that 2%, yeah. you know what I'm saying, is, yeah. is, what is negative. To. Yeah, what they yeah. hold on to. What matters more to you? What was, what's the what's 2% thing? What is it? Uh, <laughs> 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 Give me an example. Because, for example, I, I hate bringing his name up, but R. Kelly, yeah? Yeah. R. Kelly... Prior to you know what's happening now, mm-hmm. it was all about his music, his yeah, time. No, that's not like two percent of badness. But now that was that's, that's a like, good seventy five percent. No, no, yeah. but when, yeah, he, when, like he now, of badness. when he dies, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about the singular act of the mm. the the accusation. Yeah, yeah. Now when he dies, he's gonna be remembered for that. He has yeah. to be. I feel like he's done more bad than music. Maybe that's a bad example because what he does. Kevin Samuels. But we didn't know Kevin Samuels prior to, mm, to what that. he was doing. So we, we have to find someone where... Oh, MJ. Michael Jackson. He's not the same as R. Kelly. It's not, no, no one's the same as R. Kelly. And MJ was R. Kelly's R. Kelly. Well. But with him, yeah, he had the accusation right. though. So innocent. some people, he was really good. Like he, people think he's a legend. Mm. But there is that 2% where people think that he perhaps did this thing. Mm. He's a good example. I think yeah, it's stained. Not, no, he's a bad example because he's innocent. There you go. Sorry, mute his mic, please. <laughs> you can't. You're, you're, you're going to mute all our mics. <laughs> exactly. So that's fine. That's fine. I'm fine with because that. Because that, when I, that when, man I didn't hear Michael, do it. when I hear Michael Jackson, I see news articles. That's yeah, just no, that. that's facts, yeah. But you see that, say that Jimmy, um, Jimmy Savile and them, yeah. Mm. A lot of these people, yeah, we see when they died, yeah. That's what that's um a good way to check it. Yeah. You see, once they die, yeah. There's no defense, if that makes sense. There's no one to defend them. There's no nothing. So once they die, that's when everybody piles on yeah. and it gets crazy. And you start finding out all this extra stuff, all this extra stuff. With MJ, even in his death, that's not happening. It's still yeah. the same old bullshit stuff from mm. before, from when he was alive. It's not like there's, it's not like we've uncovered everything and we've unearthed it now. And now we know the real truth and all that. There ain't no real truth. Like, Donnie's innocent. Mm-hmm. I asked you, I asked you last week, God, and you, you told me the answer. This is it. Right? No, I'm not good. That's blasphemous. I'm not good today, please. Oh, me. is it now? <laughs> oh, now it's, it's blasphemous today. Not when you did, you did yeah. a whole production last week. <laughs> no, it was for, that was for a purpose. That was fine. This is what you call a callback. He's had to wind down. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> that is so funny, man. Yeah, man, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think, do I care what people think about me? It's it's funny, yeah, because obviously, like, even someone like me, I'm always saying that like, I don't care what people think of me because mm. I probably don't, yeah. But facts is, yeah, the only thing, especially that when you're not here, once you go yet, the only thing that matters is what people thought about you. Yeah. It's literally mm. it's literally the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. 
Um, so yeah, I think so, I'm, so, yeah, I think do I? I'm the same one. Like I, I don't care about thing, blah blah. I do care that people like it's it's good things about me that's said about me when I die, but then the reality because I'm quite like I like to think realistically. Mm. I'm not gonna be here to yeah. know, so it's not really gonna have an effect on me. Do you yeah. get what I mean? I'm already at my destination, but it would be nice for people to, it's not to an remember on you, good it's about your family and everybody yeah, else. I'll, I'll think of the same that. thing. I was thinking, they I care them, more so about vision. what my loved ones think about me. My family, my friends. I don't really care what the public... The public don't care about me. Mm. So when I die, like, come on, man. They'll think about me for five seconds and then they'll go about their life. But my mum, my dad, my sisters, my cousins, my friends, my, you know, close associates, those are the ones that I care about. I don't care about, you know, what someone who doesn't No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's for, like, it's for the whole experience more is, is, is for them, in it? So, like, if you have a funeral and or people are saying good things about you, what no one yeah. has to say, obviously, she's not going to be here for it. But it would be nice and comforting for your family and your loved ones to hear other people saying nice things about you so they know that your time here wasn't just, like, in vain or, like, or like at least, like, you had an impact on people here. Yeah. So that kind of stuff is for them, in it? Yeah. So even, even with them, even though it's not for you, it would be better to have people be saying nice things about you because if people are just saying horrible things about you, that's even that's horrible for your family and shit. Mm. But those at like, your funeral will be your um, family, no? I don't reckon you know people who don't like you. But that's not necessarily. No, sometimes funeral, people are there to spit in your grave. Spit in your grave. Yeah, but that's that's an extreme level, isn't it? I mean, like, would you mm. wake up to go to the funeral of someone that you hated? If it was someone that I absolutely loved, I wouldn't want to make sure you're dead. If if my hate. My hatred was so deep because there's people so. who do that and I understand where they're coming from because what that person has done to them is just, it's mad. So uh, there are people who do that just to admit that it's like they get some kind of closure on the fact that, yeah, you're 10 feet down. Like I know someone like that who passed away mm. and it was actually, what he did was so like, I don't want to get into this because it's very heavy on a Tuesday morning, but mm. Mm. people actually came because for them it was some kind of, Relief that you're not al- you're not around anymore mm. to like torment them kind of thing. Yeah. I, I get it. Well, I think because so, sometimes people do things that are just shocking to people. So I, I get it. But personally, yeah. I, I I can't. I don't have hate in my heart like that. Do you get I me? Mean? Even when I do, I just ignore you. You're be- you're dead to me before you even actually die. Mm. Do you get I me? Mean? So yeah. I wouldn't take myself out of bed to. Yeah, there's no one I can think of. I don't hate anyone. See that? I'm not going to no one's funeral. Like. I don't care about yeah. what's the point. If I was at your funeral and I found out extra things, might throw a young rock in, but <laughs> apart from that. So like, like you just said, like if, if you're at a funeral, you find out extra things about the person, right? That wasn't the nicest. <laughs> but every single interaction and experience you've had with them mm. has been spectacular. Would that taint how you look at the person? I'll be aware of what you were to other people. Jimmy, because I think sometimes it depends I, what they were doing. Isn't it? It's always gonna have to pretend what. It's always gonna have to depend on what depend they were doing. On what it is. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But I would be aware. Like I can't get that information and then just be like, "Well, he was like nice to me." Mm. I'm very aware that people have different experiences with each person. Do you get I me? Mean? Like mm-hmm. even with us, like our experiences with each individual is different to what someone else might say. So I'm very aware that my experience with someone is my experience with them. So they were nice to me that doesn't necessarily mean that they were a nice person in general. Mm. They might have been a bitch to everybody else but me for whatever reason. So mm. do you get me? So I wouldn't... That, does that, does that, I'll be aware does of that. Does that matter then? Sorry? Does it matter then? If it does. If your only experience with them is nice, then they're a nice person to you because you can only talk about your relationship with them. Yeah, but I think if I talk about people, I like to know that 
I like to be around people that are nice. I don't, I, I'm not for people who are just nice to me or just do nice things to me. If I'm, if you're nice to me and I see you being horrible to someone else, yeah. I can, I will separate myself from you on account of how you treat other people. I'm very mm. big on how people treat other people. I don't like mm-hmm. stuff like that. So for me, that will make a difference because. You're nice to me, yes, but that's probably because it it's beneficial to you. So then, people who it's not beneficial, who you who don't have any, who can't benefit you, you treat mm. them horribly. It's like when people this is something simple, but well not simple, but not like death, but people who go to like restaurants and they talk and they disrespect like people, mm. the waiters and waitresses and stuff like that. That is such a bad like I hate stuff like that. So you're nice to me because I'm your friend, yes. But then, us strangers, you're horrible to them. I, I can't be around someone like that. The thing is, that more speaks to people that are alive, isn't it? So if you go to a funeral and yeah. you hear people talking ill of someone that you've had great experiences with, yeah, how does that now change anything for you? Because one, that person's dead, so you're not you're not even able to convey your feelings to that person. No, but it, All you're left with are the good memories that you had with that person. Joe Bloggs and whoever saying ill of them, that person's dead now, isn't it? So how does that translate to you? It translates to me because my memory of this person is tainted. Yes, you were nice to me, but yeah. again, I'm big on how people treat other people in general. I treat yeah. everybody that I come across nice. Unless you're horrible to me, then you match the same energy. Do you get me? So even if our encounter was the best thing ever, mm-hmm. but then I'm at your funeral and I'm hearing people saying horrible things you did to them and all that kind of stuff, it does take my memory of you. It, I can't address it with you. Yes, fair enough. But the memory I have of you is tainted. I think the way I am, yeah, like that's just how... Honestly, that's just how God created. I hear you. I think it depends. It does take away from me. I think it depends what what it was that they done to the person. Yeah. I mean, if it was, you know, severe, mm. then yeah, I get it. But if it was like just their personal interactions, yeah. Like, oh, so and so was a bit of a dickhead to me. Versus so and so done. You know, if you think about something yeah. crazy, something heinous. Yeah. Right. That, of course. Even then, you're at a funeral and someone, and there's five people who say. um this person was every time they encountered, they were very rude to them. Mm. That would change my oh. opinion of this person. You think so? That would for me, I it will. Give a shit. I don't. I don't. I don't for me, it will. I wouldn't give a shit. Because rude is rude is, like, look, rude is my tailored to the actual is that they're nice circumstances. Yeah, Why were they rude? They might be rude for a reason. They can't hear that yeah, you're talking, like, I can hear. I don't know who they is. I can hear him. Please relax. Yeah, but if like anyway, I'm I'm wired differently, and I I know that by myself. It's things put me off. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, you just can't hear me then. I'm, I'm ignoring anything this morning. I'm not here for it. So, um, Marks, what'd you say? One more time. You know what? Because you got your dreads, I'm going to allow you. It's not a head. First of all, I don't have dreads. I have you... locks. But you... <laughs> big, this put that out there. <laughs> I'm so done. You see? You should have yeah. headphones on. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man but yeah I'm just yeah I'm just like that and I mm. accept myself as that I'm very big on how other people are treated like I've known people who care about me and are very nice to me and I've seen them not treat other people in the nicest ways mm. and I'd be lying if I said it did not affect the memories I have of them and they passed away but I'm not I'm not nice to everybody though. I'm not nice to everyone I could be a prick so and, and also I know that person didn't deserve it that's no, but I'm nice to the shame. people that I like. Yeah. Mm. That's fair. So what does that mean then? So anybody else is just like, that shouldn't diminish my experience I've had with someone because I was horrible to somebody else. Because I'll just, if I heard that, I'll be like, well, boy, maybe they just didn't like you because he was always nice to me. You get me? Me and him was cool. Uh, uh, yeah. That like, you got you to reevaluate your relationship with them, not me evaluate my relationship. 
That's fair. Yeah. But again, I'm. This is how I am, guys. And, and also, you're here. There's not much to do about it. <laughs> no, no. I'm not trying to sway you or change your mind. I'm just having the conversation. And also, I'm not under the notion that people go to funerals of people they don't like. Anyway, that's just me. I, yeah. I, I don't even know that's a thing. So if you're here, you're here for a reason. I don't want to hear you're here because you want to make sure I'm dead. Um, me, I don't want to hear that. If you're here, you're here for a reason. Whether or not you had a few bad experiences with me or not. You came to my funeral to pay your respects. I don't want to hear that. I am here to People love to try to rewrite history, though. Okay. I've seen people at funerals. I've seen people at people's funerals. I know fully well that you didn't like them. Or maybe maybe you thought you didn't like them in life, but then in their death and in their passing, you kind of tried to put all that stuff behind you or thought it was trivial or something. I don't know. I can't speak to the mindset of it. But I've seen people at people's funerals who, as far as I was concerned, they didn't like each other or you didn't yeah. like it. Like, you get me? Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. you're, you're from a different world where that thing probably rocks so i can i can take your word for it but for me i just find it weird mm. i find it weird that i would leave my house to go to a funeral with someone i didn't like mm. because know. it depends on what you didn't like them over so after they passed it might be like oh you know what that wasn't even that deep let me go and pay my respects kind of thing yeah no but that's, that's different then if mm. i've realized in their passing that you know what the beef we had wasn't that serious now, 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 yeah, now but someone else from the outside looking in, watching you at that funeral is not going to really not going to know the realization that you had. They're just going to see you and think, "Oh, what's used to doing it?" I swear you don't like my man. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's 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 for for them to worry about. Okay, fair enough. You know what I mean, yeah. To be fair, I didn't really hold a lot of sentiment anyway when it comes to like death, and I'm not. I've really um, intentionally separated myself from the idea of sentiments and stuff. I think sometimes you can live life in bondage on a kind of mm. sentimental stuff, and I'm not there for that so that's why I don't the whole respect the dead thing I don't I don't subscribe to that that's why I don't respect the dead that's crazy because I'm sorry but if you're a twat when you're alive (laughs) don't think because you no longer exist you automatically stop being a twat you're just a twat that got away quickly before I I can get you Mm. (laughs) really I don't subscribe to sentiments I don't subscribe to things that take away from how I'm really feeling about something Mm. nah I don't have time for that I don't have the energy sure? you, the were time. Convi- you were convincing me the other way around the other day. Remember, we have a conversation off air. I can't remember what that was about. We'll talk about that later. But I do remember saying, though, that I'm, I don't I don't deal with sentiment. That's why the whole Queen stuff, I couldn't act like I cared. Mm. Because it makes it, not that I did, not that I love that she died. Of course, you know, death is death. But I wasn't going to pretend or act up or because everyone around me is like, oh, this is sad. I feel indifferent to it. Someone's lost their grandma and their mum, and that is very, very sad. But outside of that part, that's it. It's just is what it is. Mm. But yeah. Okay. That's it, really. Is that all the questions you have for us? <laughs> well, there was one more, but I think you guys kind of answered it really. What was it? Um, what basically, was would you want like a big funeral, or would you just want a few in attendance? Oh. Does that matter to you? No, I don't think I need everyone to show up and show out. Mm. I want a spectacle. I want cues. Of course you do. <laughs> I, want, I want cues. Of I want a national do. holiday. I want a. I want a spectacle. Still, mm. yeah. I want a whole experience. I want it to be like a a whole thing, like a vibe. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm, what, what's more important to you guys? Yeah. So you had your life. You lived to let's say ninety, right? And you're remembered fondly by your friends, your mm. family. And then obviously your grandchildren, and mm. then obviously eventually with time, you know, like yeah. everything, they forget yeah. about you. Yeah. Or you live to half that age and you're remembered for a thousand years. I think for me, I'll have more fulfillment in living a life where I have like grandchildren and stuff like that. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm cool with that. Because if they remember for a thousand years, ugh, what's that going to do? Do you know what I mean? You remember me for a thousand years, fair, but then the people that are closest to me, their experiences well, of me will be like no other. I mean, it means you've done something with your life. Yeah, isn't it? The impact. Yeah, but again, there's I'm people, not... There's people that we know their names that we've never have met. We would never have met. It's impossible from, from hundreds of years ago, whatever, things mm. that they've done for achievements, and we're still talking about them now, and their name will live on forever. And I suppose that means something. Because if you don't, once you, um, once everybody you know dies, so do you, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like once you, because your name, no, there's no one to say your name anymore. Yeah. Like, so it, it's dead, isn't it? But there's people from hundreds of years ago, that's never going to, their name's never going to die because everybody uses their name. Like it's in books, it's in literature, it's a rare, 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 and their name's going to live on forever. And that would be quite, I don't know, because if you could get to that level, that means you clearly done something mm-hmm. worthwhile, isn't it? Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. So that would be cool. What would be wrong with I would, I would love that shit. Mm. Yeah, I don't really. Obviously, you don't you that. don't get to experience <laughs> it yourself. Yeah, but you, it's an impact, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't yeah. really care to make an impact. You sure? You sure? Yeah. I think you sure I, I come I and just I go, and then what? No, no, no. But that's the thing. I'm, I'm not saying I'm living an empty life. I'm doing things that I'm doing. I, I don't care if my name lasts thousands of generations, and there's mm. kids in university who are quoting me in the books, like stuff like that. I don't care about. I care about being present in the world and knowing that I've had an impact on people mm-hmm. that I care more than people knowing that I've had an impact but again these yeah. are the things that I hold these are the things that fulfill me as an individual yeah. do you get yeah. I me mean? so yeah I don't yeah I would choose the first mm. yeah because okay. like I don't know like to me I, I think since I've been small man I don't know I just have an affinity with like the whole idea of like of um, immortality in it yeah and I remember watching, have you not seen the film Troy with Brad Pitt? Yeah. No. yeah. Sick film, yeah. So anyway, oh, right. So he, he basically, there's a part before like this huge war, innit? Yeah. And he goes to see his mum and his mum, I guess, is, she got some like the gift of prophecy and stuff. Mm-hmm. In it. And she basically says to him, look, if you go to this war, no, if you don't go to this war, you're going to have a beautiful wife. You're going to have beautiful children. They're going to remember you. They're going to speak yeah. fondly of you. And your kids will, um, you know, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren. But eventually, your name's going to be forgotten. Yeah. But if you go to this war, you will never come back again. But you will be remembered for generations to come. And he chose to go to war. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, And that makes perfect sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's, it's kind of like what, what Mark was saying. To be able to leave something behind that's worth being remembered for. Because obviously, you don't care... I mean, not that you don't care, but you don't know if you're being remembered. You're dead. That's it. Yeah, that, that's why. That's but why the makes... impact is is is. You know, you came and you did something that's worth. Yeah, that's worth being remembered. For. That same impact, is more important for me to feel that mm-hmm. when I'm here and present, than for me to die, mm-hmm. and there's impact that I cannot feel. Yeah, that, that again, that, that also mean? makes sense to me as well. So for me, my impact while I'm alive. Mm-hmm. is the most important thing to me. Yeah. If there's people walking around and, yeah, they're going to die one day too, mm-hmm. but in their heart, they know that, you know, Esther did this for me, Esther did this or helped me with this or whatever. That means more to me than my name in... Like, when I think of historical people, mm-hmm. there's nobody that I hold dear mm-hmm. in the same way that... Say, for I, I don't want to use my mum my family, for yeah. example, but like someone like, say, Brent. Mm-hmm. There's no one whose work I can think of historically mm-hmm. who has had such an impact on my life mm-hmm. the way Brent has in my presence. So yeah. if I pass away, I think that that's the most important thing. But again, I, I understand. I just think everyone's kind of got different 
goals and mm -hmm. desires and aspirations and things that fulfill us. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is more fulfilling for me, for me to live a life where I know that I've had this, even if I don't get the praise for it, mm -hmm. but I know that, you know, while I was here, my purpose was fulfilled and stuff. Mm. Then me still doing that, but then years and years on lives on. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't give to <laughs> shits because I, I'm not here. I, I'm not going to yeah. feel it. It makes no difference yeah. to my life. I think to me, it's the differences that I know before I'm gone, for example, yeah. potentially, that it made a difference to, let's just say, millions of people. For example, look yeah. at Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. He's like, they never got to see their children grow. Mm. They never got to see their grandchildren. But you know what it is though? Sometimes you don't even get to, you don't get the flowers that you deserve until you die. Yeah, but but, but that's the thing. You're not doing it for the flowers. Personally, I don't think you ever get your flowers you deserve until you really die. And you're, and you're not doing it for the flowers. You're not, you're not you're doing, doing it for the flowers. for the betterment of whatever your, your yeah, goal yeah, yeah. is. And you can rest assured that, okay, you know, yeah, I died for this. But because of my sacrifice, there's millions of people who now have a better life. You exist and you have the, like, the, the things that we may take for granted today. Yeah. yeah. They died for, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I don't need to know you personally. You don't need to thank me. Mm. But the impact of my yeah. life was such yeah. that, that, you know what I'm saying? It might sound like a funny parallel, but would you rather die at 25, mm. like Tupac did, mm. have no, no kids, Mm. So your lineage didn't continue on, yeah. but you made a you made a huge impact, right? Or someone like Nick Cannon, mm -hmm. who's got tons of kids, <laughs> seeds everywhere. His lineage is going to be carrying on now for God knows what, but his impact is nowhere That's near nice. Tupac's impact, isn't it? What, what would you rather? Your lineage carry on forever, or make an impact that lasts forever? That's a good question, now. <laughs> Marx's face is killing me. <laughs> yeah, he's waiting patiently to answer that same question. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to be a martyr for the people. Massive impact. I'm not trying to be a martyr. I just, I just told him now. He hasn't got no kids. Too much, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have no kids. Yeah, but I'm quite like to you. For the first time in my life, I might actually want to be Nick Cannon. <laughs> because why? I've died at 25. Mm -hmm. Yes, the impact, but I've, I can't benefit from it. Because mm. you know what I think it's also like my view of life. Like I'm very, very in tune with the fact that life is temporary. Like life is fleeting. I'm here today, mm -hmm. gone tomorrow. So... While I have life, mm -hmm. for me, I want to feel everything I want to feel. Mm -hmm. Good, bad, whatever it is. And like my desire, my biggest desires in life are to do with life. Things that are to, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Things are to do with the with life. Yeah. Not not death. Do you yeah. get what I mean? So oh, yeah. yeah, I just think it doesn't appeal to me personally, but. It's, it's a tough one for me, you know, yeah. but. I just, I love the idea. I mean, I've said it on here. Actually, it's very tough one for you. Yeah, exactly. Because you love, a, you want impact, but then you love a children. multiple children yeah. <laughs> <laughs> situation. Oh, it's a tough Rock one. Rock and a half place. It. It's a very tough one. Uh, I, 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 need, I need to leave, I need to leave something behind. So obviously mm. now being Tupac and that, it's all very cool and that, but it would be better if you had something. No, I really can't hear this guy talking. Oh, Jesus. What, because you ain't got headphones on? First of all, head <laughs> but teacher. Prior, prior to this little instance here, you were talking with, you know, good volume. And now yeah, you but if you had the headphones shit. on, if you had the headphones on, there would have been no issue whatsoever. I'm sorry. I didn't realise we had a light skin Brent in here today. What's going on here? <laughs> They're on now. Don't worry, sir. I can hear you loud and clear. Let's go. Give it, it's giving school time, like, <laughs> being told off. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm saying, though, the two-pack thing... Because obviously he's got a good legacy, but it'd be better if he had kids at least. Yeah. Mm. No, at least a one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So at least benefit from the from all the legacy. At least a one. At least a one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. One picnic there. <laughs> Look at one picnic. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
yeah, I'd, rather, just... I'd, rather have, I'd rather have kids and leave something behind. Mm. Yeah, I definitely. think I, I think I'm leaning more towards Nick. Not I, as extreme as not as extreme yeah, as Nick, extreme. but, but yeah. definitely as extreme as Nick. One. Yeah, I choose I, one, I yeah. Think but Nick's just doing that because he's dying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm, I, I that's guess. mad. Iman doesn't believe I, that. I I'm going to send you the interview. <laughs> I don't know that. Just no, he has he has um lupus. Lupus. Yeah. Yeah, but Iman thinks I'm making up sensitive facts. Remember, I was just is lupus like terminal. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh no, you know Tony Braxton's got lupus, isn't it? Has she? Yeah. Has she? But then Jay Dilla also had lupus too. So he, he I can't believe she's married yeah. to Birdman. Such she's a not married to Birdman. Are they married? Who? She's, she's with him. I don't know they're married, but they're, they're I together. They got married secretly. Oh, was it? Yeah. Who's, with, who's with Birdman? Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton. No way. It's the most yeah, random thing ever. They've been together. They've been together like for years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know they're married. I think though. you're right. You know, because Birdman with Tony Braxton. No, no, she is right. Don't think I'm right, Brent. We managed to pull up the country no, no, and let no, people no, know no. that Nick I was high for a reason. No, Tony Braxton <laughs> and Birdman have been together for Yeah, ages. and apparently they... I didn't, know, I didn't know they were married. Yeah, apparently it was a secret marriage. I think I heard the marriage part. So when you're saying that they were definitely together, yeah. it's now like, oh. yeah. yeah. Mm, very I did random. not know that. What the hell is Tony Braxton doing with Birdman? Exactly, that's the same thing I thought. Yeah. It is random. But the sisters like him and everything. Hmm. Yeah, nice guy. in the family and everything. Bird, not man. Brownstone. No, 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 they're called. That's, that's not them. No, the Braxton no, family. No, 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 I think the group is Brownstone. The Braxton. Yeah, yeah they're called the Braxton. Yeah. What's yeah. a Brownstone? Oh, no, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the next group. That yeah, like. no, no. Brownstone is a different group completely. That's so funny. <laughs> nah, that's jokes. Yeah, man. Mm. Brent, yeah, man. what about you? Would you choose? Would you choose yeah, they're married. Bit? Yeah. Wow. Are they married now? Okay. Yeah. Mm. I'm, right. I'm sorry. I don't hear an apology going. Yeah. Sir, we didn't doubt you. You did. It, it wasn't a we <laughs> thing. They believed me. You did. No, but I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm. I'm sorry, Esther. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Brent, <laughs> Nick kind of knows who's back. Who are you picking? Uh, ask question again. Would you rather die at 25 like Tupac? Yeah, leave a huge mm. legacy, make a massive impact, mm. but have no kids, mm. or be Nick Cannon, where you haven't really left much of an impact, to be fair. Mm. But you've had tons of kids, so your lineage is going to live on forever. I I will definitely die um, young, yeah, because um, you already know my stance on children. Yeah, and there's no guarantee that my children are going to children. <laughs> my children. <laughs> there's no guarantee that my children are going to leave as big an impact to infect uh, to affect more lives positively mm. than Tupac did. Okay, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah. Mm. So y- you want to have kids. So more so, so they can leave a legacy as opposed to just having kids. So your name. I just don't want goes to have up. kids that don't benefit the world. The world. Yeah, yeah. They're not. So what if you had world. kids, but one of them was gonna have two packs legacy? Would you do that then? Mm. Mm, there you go. If more than one of them would leave a bigger impact, then cool. Yeah. You are more than one two pack. You got be. Yeah, greedy. <laughs> <laughs> be because if it's just one, I, I can't substitute my life for that. For that. <laughs> I already told you about how I feel about these children, man. Just throw them off the cliff. Come on, come on. Yeah, come the vibes. On. Yeah, I ain't mm. got to change my mind about it. No. That makes, that makes these sense. These hypotheticals. Hypergeticals. There's only black people that love these. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, is hypergetical a real thing? No, it's, it's what it's the black version. Oh. Because we love to make up these damn scenarios. Okay, okay. That may never happen. <laughs> All right, okay. Let's get into our next headlines. Is um, based in Leicester. I don't believe there's a trigger warning for this, but basically, um, there's a lot of back and forth going on in the Asian community in Leicester. 
Police and community leaders have called for calm after large-scale disorder in Leicester. Officers tried to hold back crowds on Saturday night amid tensions involving mainly young men from sections of the Muslim and Hindu communities. It's the latest in a series of disturbances, including violence following the India and Pakistan cricket match on the 28th of August. As a result, a significant police operation will remain in the area in the coming days. Suleiman Nagdi of the Leicester-based Federation of Muslim Organisations told the BBC, What we have seen on the streets is very alarming. There have been problems in the community since the India and Pakistan cricket match. And while that game often sparks gatherings, they have not been in the past um, turned this ugly. We need calm. The disorder has to stop and it has to stop now. There are some very dissatisfied young men who have been causing havoc. We need to get the message out that this must end and try to do this through parents and grandparents talking to their sons. Sanjeev Patel, who represents the Hindu and Jain temples across Leicester, said he was deeply saddened and shocked by Saturday night's disorder. He said, we have lived in harmony in the city for many decades, but over the past few weeks, it's clear that there are things that need to be discussed around the table to get out what people are unhappy about. Resorting to violence is not the way to deal with this. We are horrified and deplore what has been going on across the last two weeks. Across the Hindu and Jain community and with our Muslim brothers and sisters and leaders, we're consistently saying calm minds, calm heads. He added, violence is not a solution to anything. This has to be a time for peace, calm and engagement. Leicestershire police confirmed two arrests have been made and said the trouble flared up after what the force called an unplanned protest. One man was detained on suspicion of conspiracy to commit violent disorder and another on suspicion of possession of a bladed article. Both of them remain in police custody. So yeah, there's a lot going on. And even since this um, particular headline, it seems like things um, have gotten worse as well. You've got people burning flags at temples and all sorts. Mm. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's looking quite crazy over there, man. Hopefully they can sort that out, man. Um, next headline, trigger warning. A man's been charged over a knife attack on two police officers. So a 24-year-old man has been charged in connection with the stabbing of two police officers in central London on Friday. Mohammed Rahman is accused of attempted murder and causing grievous bodily harm with intent. One of the officers suffered what has been described as life-changing injuries to her arm in the attack near Leicester Square. Another officer suffered neck wounds but is expected to recover fully. The two officers, both attached to the Met's Central West Command Unit responsible for policing Westminster, were carrying out routine duties and not part of the wider policing operation in place following the, Queen, the Queen's death. Rachman will appear at Wimbledon Magistrates Court on Monday, i.e. today. Yeah, it is people are, you know, I don't know what people are doing, man. But anyway, that's the end of the headlines. Alrighty. Wow, let's get into Word on Road. Um, the British people are mourning um, and they were respectful. They held all their drama to the side while the Queen was being buried. But yeah, so my first bit of news is that Kelly Clarkson, she got her, she got her Walk of Fame star in Hollywood. And so, yeah, which was really, really sweet. Um, she also attended the ceremony with her was, so she was the first, she's basically the first American Idol. So she won the first show. And um, she was there with like the original, I guess the judges at the time that she won as well, who started the show. Um, it looked really, really cool. And the lady who, the producer of the, Hollywood, of the Walk of Fame, she said, Kelly Clarkson has been long deserving of a spot on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She has been an iconic person in American pop culture since she walked into 
walked onto the first audition stage on American Idol and has continued to impress fans with her musical and talk show prowess. Um, also, which I didn't know, she's got other accolades. So she's got, uh, she got a 20, she got a Daytime Emmy Award um, for Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show. And this was in 2022, this was this year. She's also got three Grammy Awards, four American Music Awards, three MTV Video Music Awards, two Academy of Country Music Awards, and two American Country Awards. I did not know she had that, that much accolades, but big up her. And um, she said, this is where I won 20 years ago. I feel very lucky and fortunate because I know a lot of talented people that love singing and are amazing at it and writing songs and even talk show hosts. A lot of people could do that. And I feel very fortunate that I get the chance. There are dreams you didn't know you had and they end up happening and you feel super blessed. Um, and yeah, so Simon Kyle was there, Paula Abdul and Randy Jackson. They were all there. And apparently... Um, Simon fought. So he, she basically helped them to kind of get a new season, I guess. So he didn't think that the show would carry on. But when she walked in and she, her talent was just amazing, because apparently Paula Abdul had said she was going to resign because it was just not, the auditions were just crap. So um, yeah, so big up her for getting that. And she does have a talk show as well, actually, which is the Kelly Clarkson show. And she's been running for four seasons. And next is, I guess, Love and Hip Hop kind of news. But yeah, so Erica Menard and Safari. So they got married in 2019. It was a whole thing. But um, they basically got a divorce. But they would have so many like public public fights. And I'm gonna, it's kind of like Princess, Princess Love and Ray J. Today they're going to get divorced. Tomorrow they're not going to get divorced. It's a whole thing. But actually their divorce has now been finalized. And I saw a clip. I'm, I'm not sure if it's from the new season coming up. Where they kind of reflect on their marriage and stuff. And he appeared to be very upset. But Safari strikes me as one of those guys who... When you're telling him what he's done, he's upset about it. But then you just go, you leave that room and then you just go and do the same thing anyway. So what are these tears for, really and truly? Um, but he was really, really, he was horrible. To, and I think also, so he was very infatuated with Erica Menard. Like he really, really fancied the heck out of her. And it's like weird because when he then got her, because he kind of got in a relationship quickly, he got married quickly. Everything kind of went, mm. just really left. So I don't know, ladies, if you want to be, you know, be with men who are very infatuated with you, it never really works. I'm yet to see a great example of that. But yeah, so basically he'll be paying um, her $4,305 a month, I guess, for child for child support. Because I've got two kids. Kids are absolutely beautiful. Um, who kissed Latif? It was you, wasn't it? What's wrong with that? <laughs> Sorry. What's wrong with that amount of money? No, no, nothing. nothing. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they've basically, their divorce is basically finalised and... I hope she can heal because he really put her through a lot of stuff. So recently as well, he had a sex tape that got leaked and um, he claimed that... I don't know if I reported it, I can't remember. Yeah, you did. I did, didn't I? Yeah. And he claimed it wasn't him. Mm. Okay. Safari. It was you. Allegedly. Um, and then my next bit of news is <laughs> just on the topic of penises being shown. Um, 50 Cent is basically suing a Miami doctor because they basically alleged that he had... Uh, what's it called? He had a penis enlargement surgery. And one thing about that man, he's going to protect his name and he's going to take his jail. So apparently um, they said that he had a, what's it called? I think they, they kind of put out there, they're, sorry, they're plastic surgery hospital, I guess. And they kind of put out there that, you know, he he's had some help kind of thing. But he decided he's basically suing them. I think that, yeah, they put out a picture that he did. Mm. And he's basically suing them. And his lawyer said, Jackson, which is 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, has 
had, yeah, never had such a sexual enhancement procedure. He has never received plastic surgery from defendants, and he never consented to the English commercialization and publication of the photo. Defendants' actions have exposed Jackson to ridicule, caused substantial damage to his professional and personal reputation, and violated his right to control his name and image. Which is so funny because all that man does on his page is clown people all the time. <laughs> it's just very, um, it's just very interesting. But yeah, and then they also added like stuff, you know, kind of I guess receipts to the to the courts. And apparently, someone said he should be called fifty inch. Just crazy. But yeah, and then my last bit of news, which is actually the, I think the juiciest part of the weekend, was August Alcina and Tory Lanez got in a in a tussle. So there was a show of which Tory has now been kicked off. Um, there's basically like this little tour thing going on and he's been kicked off it basically. But apparently they kind of... So you remember when August came out with the whole Jada stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Tory Lanez has some kind of freestyle, I think, or something, some kind of music track where he's basically saying, I'm not a snitch. I'm not going to basically talk like August and put my business out there, mm-hmm. basically. So I guess he kind of bantered August about it. And then when he saw August back backstage... He's trying to do all, oh, hey, da-da-da-da-da. And yeah. August was like, no, I'm not going to be acting all fake of you. You've been talking behind my back or whatever. But then... But it was joking, though, isn't it? He was joking. Yeah, Tori. Only banter, isn't it? Type what was banter? The stuff that you said. Yeah, keep the same energy. Don't, don't banter me at a time when the world is literally piling on mm. and then see me backstage when no one's here and they come and do, oh, hi, brother. I'm, I'm not your brother. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so... August wasn't like, apparently August wasn't threatening anything. Mm-hmm. He was just like, no, keep the same energy. You can't go online and say things about me. Mm. And then you see me now, you're trying to do all bestie, bestie. And then um, Tory sucker punched him. Basically. Wow. Did they post a picture of himself bleeding? Yeah, <coughs> yeah, I did. So he said, um, so August said, they staged that shit. They had a camera recording the whole time. He ain't go post a video because he, he I hate, do you know what? I'm sorry. People who can't spell really stresses me out. Um, so basically, I'm going to just interpret into my own proper English, but he's not going to post the video because he's going to incriminate himself for doing that whole ass shit. Anyone can sucker punch someone when they're not expecting it. That man was talking to, um, yeah, it was just a whole thing. Sorry, I'm just, the words are just confusing. Let me just read August's actual caption. So he says, as I'm exiting the building after the show, this way he tells us what happened. Um, last night, a 411 size leprechaun <laughs> ran down on me with eight oversized security guys whom I greeted each individually upon their walk up as they tried to press me. Whole time, I'm one deep, no security. Tori continues to ask without, without sorry, with a broken ego, why I didn't dap him up. Why I didn't dap him up, sorry. I go on to tell him I was a fan of him and didn't understand him speaking on my business publicly in the past because I don't know him or ever met him until last night. So when he spoke it, so yeah, so when he spoke, it caught me off guard because of his past actions. I assumed, I assumed he didn't like me, that's all. Not to mention, with my history of health and condition, just recently overcoming being paralysed, my doctor directed me not to compromise my health while out on road and shake as less hands as possible due to corona and monkeypox. And that is true. The man is really ill. Never any disrespectful words were exchanged, so I was a bit confused at how someone he turned himself up with anger after hitting a blunt laced with cocaine, obviously. I heard the fizzle. (laughs) And he snuck on me when I turned my head to move to the side amongst all his antsy moving and to keep an eye on the endless guys that was with him surrounding me, which was security and some guy with a gun tucked 
whom he then proceeded to run behind and hide to run back in the building. There was never a fight, simply an assault. Dude has no real friends and is on a crash out mission. With that said, I was going to keep it G and not come to the net, but you moving with foul intent, feeding falsities to blogs to look for a moment because those moments ain't happening on stage for you. I will assist you in that gracefully. His people got the whole thing on camera, put the footage out. And apparently he will not do that because obviously he then proves August's um, point. But um, I wonder if this August would like press charges on this. And this will be his second case because, you know, he's still kind of dealing with the one with Megan. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I keep, I personally, on the whole Megan thing, I believe Megan on that because Tory Lane's guys who are very, very short tend to have um, short man syndrome. They tend mm. to they just feel like the world is against them. Mm. And so they tend to act out any little chance. They're literally like, like Scrappy-Doo. I don't know if you ever watched Scooby-Doo when Scrappy was on it. Mm. And Scrappy used to try and get in fights all the time. You're little. <laughs> Respect, like play your height. Stop oh, it. Do you man. know what I mean? So um, personally, I, I believe it. Um, and we'll see what happens. I'll see if he ends up pressing charges and sees what happens. And yeah, but big up mm. August, I've seen it anyway. The guy's just minding his business. He's lost the love of his life. I hope no one who's short is triggered by that. <laughs> there might be. What's the percentage? <laughs> what? Be a small, like, no one's as short as Tory Lane. <laughs> I don't even know how tall he is. What's his official height? I mean, August said 4'11. Let's Google it. Isn't that like a dwarf? I, I mean, if, if you're. No, okay. I'm not little no, people no. now. How tall it is? I don't know what the, Tory Lane's. the PC term is. I think it's little people. Tory Lane's. He, that man is not five foot three. I'm five <laughs> foot four. He's not five. That's a lie. He must be like that though. He's not. Apparently, no, four stop it. Do you know what it is? He claims to be five foot seven. <laughs> five three. What's, what's what's five three? An inch shorter than me. Yeah, that's 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 believable. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's believable. I don't know. He looks small. Four eleven is. He looks small. He looks as small as Nicki Minaj. Yeah, that's fine. Nick is five two. Mm. I can believe that he's that height. Yeah. yeah, Tory's little, you know. Have you seen a video of, of him on the on on um on sway <laughs> when he gets up from the chair? <laughs> and there's nothing difference. There's no, there's no height difference. He's the same height as he was sitting on the chair. It's insane. Oh, yeah, man. man he, yeah, listen. Sure, niggas be acting tall. It's crazy. But yeah, um, I'll keep an eye on the case, and I do hope he does take him to court because I just think it's it, it's mad. But yeah, so um, the Chrissy Teigen thing. Do you want to tell me what the the kind okay. of tea is? Right, so basically, I've kind of heard it from one angle, yeah. Yeah. But basically, this is the gist of it. Remember before? I think you you obviously mentioned it before when um she had the miscarriage and everything. Oh yes. Right? Uh, so basically, I, you know, there was pictures mm -hmm. and everything, and I think because I wondered the, the same thing, like who took the pictures? You know what I'm saying? Because the pictures. Oh, when oh when she and John went yeah. to the hospital. Because they did kind of looked. I don't want to be insensitive. But like professional. And kind of staged. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Because, like, you know, she's gone through the pain and everything, but there yeah. are certain shots, like, there's one where she's sitting on the bed, kind of, like, almost, like, praying. Yeah. You know, um, legend is basically on her, kind of comforting her. All of this from different angles as well. Yeah. So, like, they had, like, a a professional uh, photographer there. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, it's emerged here that um, because of this whole Roe and Wade thing, which mm -hmm. the abortion um, law was basically overturned. Yeah. She's come out. And basically said it wasn't actually a miscarriage. No, mm -mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, this is what's happened. She's come out and basically said it was an abortion because of like medical reasons. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's basically what she said. 
That's fair, but she could have run with that original story in the first place. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's 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 exactly what I'm getting at. Because there's women who. So ba- yeah, exactly. So basically, what she said was, um, I think she was going through some stuff. I don't know what she was going through, but basically, her husband, Mr. John Legend, basically, uh, basically, she said, he basically made her feel comfortable about the fact that wait a minute, you know what? Don't feel bad about this whole situation. What you actually had was an abortion. So people are coming out thinking, wait a minute, you're obviously just saying this to stay relevant, like you always yeah, been doing. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like what, what, how? There's a big difference between a miscarriage. There's definitely a big and an abortion, difference. a medical abortion, and that's very insensitive. There you go. I've never been trying to cancel this woman for time, this is what so I'm she saying. needs to stop. She needs to stop being silly. That's very insensitive. I think so many women actually that like miscarriages are so so common. Mm. That's so common that, and it's a hurtful thing because it can happen at di- different stages. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So for you to come out and be a celebrity, obviously people, some people look to celebrities as a way of, some form of connection. So if you come out and say that you had a miscarriage, but the whole time you go on abortion, like you could have, there's still women yeah, that you will sorry, reach though, because if of it's, that. If it's like a medical abortion, so it's something that like, was going to have to happen and it's no fault of anybody else's, but it was, it was inevitable kind of thing. Ain't that kind of like a miscarriage? No. So, so uh, an abortion the, the will the be- The baby's going to go- yeah, but well, it's not, an abortion is done by choice. If it's a medical one, it's not. It's, it's it's someone in the medical field has made the decision to say, okay, cool, to save you or for health reasons, you have to, you can't have this baby. Yeah, but there's still choice there. Yeah, and and it because could, it could be. What do you mean? What? There's, there's no choice there. There is, there is choice because sorry, Iman, no. because some say so they can tell you that this is what's gonna happen. Blah blah. They say to you, you can either have an abortion now, or see how the pregnancy goes. Sometimes they might tell you, you know, you might end up having a, a miscarriage, or you know. You can mm-hmm. have the abortion or whatever. Or some people didn't say, do you know what? I'm going to stick with it. Like, it's still a choice there as opposed to a miscarriage where you literally, it yeah. just happens. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a difference. I don't know if I agree with that. That's, I don't, like, if, if a professional and the same, and it's for health reasons and they're telling me this is the best course of action that you, like, you, you need to do kind of thing, that choice is taken from out of her hands. The whole reason why she's with these doctors is so... That is so like the baby could be born or everything's all right. Like you are directing me to do this. I'm I don't know nothing. So that means this has to be this has to happen as far as you are telling me. It's kind like it's it's not a choice. It's kind of she must feel the same way as someone who had a miscarriage. No, she yeah. The thing is, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) She she must do because at the end there's still a loss of a baby, but that's not a miscarriage. It's not a miscarriage because you like. Okay, fair enough. If you want to take the... I, I still believe in the choice thing, but for the benefit of this conversation, you don't believe in the choice thing. Fair enough. Whatever it is, the procedure that was still done is called an abortion. It is not a, a miscarriage. You literally are minding your business and then that mm. happens. It's, it's different to you having... A, when you have an abortion, abortions are usually done by a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then so sometimes... when you use that word, it's going to... It's, gonna, it's, 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 it's already given up. It's, for people who don't have the information, using that term is already... It's already misinformation, and you putting that out there and spreading that is too dangerous to me because abortions are usually done by choice. If she never had no choice in the situation, then yeah, but that's why though she should have just said I had an abortion because it was medically advised. She didn't have to tell us the details. The thing is, what's mad is that no one even because one thing I hate yeah, I hate when no one asks you for information. Then when you give people information, you give them false information because I didn't ask for it. I, like mm-hmm. I would have been fine living my life either way. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? So. She, all she had to say was, yes, I, I get the way abortions are looked at and blah, blah, I get it. I mm. understand it. But at the same time, not everybody in the world is has this consensus that 
abortions is bad or abortions is good. Mm-hmm. So really, true, you appeal to whoever you appeal to. It's, if you don't, if you really want to share this piece of information about your life mm-hmm. that you really could keep private, but you mm-hmm. want to share it, then you share the truth. Yeah, it's definitely different to a miscarriage because the woman that she would have touched by saying, um, "I was pregnant." But my child had this medical, there was this medical situation and I had no choice but to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. There was an audience for that. That also okay, even highlights, yeah, I, wait, sorry, one sec. That highlights as well why the Roe vs. Wade thing is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because there are people who are in serious grave decisions and um, um, situations where actually like giving birth to a child will affect them badly. So there was an audience they, for that anyway. Are they that far removed? If she's gone to a doctor, if she's gone to a hospital appointment or something, I don't know, she's had a scan or something, they've yeah. checked her up, whatever, whatever, whatever. As far as she's concerned, she's having a baby. When she's left that hospital appointment, they have let her know, this baby's not coming. It's not going to be safe. Yeah. Right? We're going to have to give you an abortion, yeah? When she leaves that consultation, that hospital, that doctor or something like that, and then she's, and she tells someone that she's going to have to have, no, she, she's, her saying, oh, I've, like, I've, I've had a miscarriage. That's not that far removed from the truth, if that makes sense. It's because, very far. Well, she can't have the baby and someone told her that. When she walked into there, she thought she was going to be cool. And then now she can't. Okay, like, do you know, like, do just, you know, just as good as you telling me you lost the baby. Do you know what helps, do you know what helps to prove my point, yeah, in this? Is that she said she had a miscarriage, right? That's what she came out and said first. Mm-hmm. The sympathy was, and empathy was alarming. It was great. It was so much support of her. Mm-hmm. The fact that now you think you should come back now following the Roe vs. Wade thing and say, actually, guys, I actually had an abortion. Let's me know that she knew what sympathy and what attention she was going to get from saying it's a mis- it was a miscarriage. A miscarriage and an abortion, whether, whether you have no choice but to do it or you choose to do it because you don't want the child, mm-hmm. is very different to what a miscarriage is. Yes, you still lost your child. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you're told that, you know what, there's this, there's that, you've got some kind of, you can p- mentally prepare yourself for that. Mm. People who suffer miscarriages, there is no warning, there is no pre- there's no preparing, there's nothing other than you've lost your child. Yeah. And sometimes people are even living with their child in them, not knowing the child is dead. Mm. And then you mm. go for a checkup and they're like, this is what's happened. We have to get into surgery ASAP to actually give birth to this child. It's very different. And I'm sorry, but she knew what she was doing when she said that. And 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 also, yeah, like, Marks, I don't think it's it's as absolute as what you're saying because um, I don't think it was a case of the baby's going to die. You know what I'm saying? I think it was a case yeah. of um, if you have the baby or affect the baby's quality of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, oh, it was yeah, that one. That's what I'm thinking it was. So it was more so a decision to be like, look, let's not continue yeah. with this pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? She's because, right in doing because, that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's up to her. Exactly. But there are some people in the world who would have continued. And so that means there's a choice that you've made with your mm-hmm. husband to be like, look, let's end it here. Yeah. And then you've come out and said it was a miscarriage. She you know knew what, what she was doing. Because you know what's mad as well? She's had one before. And I think I said this when I reported it. Mm. That she's had one. She's had a miscarriage before. Yeah, this was not yeah. her second. This mm-hmm. wasn't her first, her first time having one. And that's what even made the story like even more sad for people. Because it's like, oh no, like she's gone through this again kind of thing. There's something about miscarriages that is just too sad for you to claim that's what something is. Because really and truly, she would have had the same empathy if she came out and just said, you know what, I had to abort the baby because of this, because I was medically advised to do so. Do you get what I mean? Like, she's, people st- would still have shown her the same amount of love. Mm. I don't think anyone will be in a comments camping and say, no, you're a killer. Or what. No one would have done that because again, in a way, it's, it's kind of out of her hands to have done it. But I think for you to do that and when there's women who really are going through these things and someone like Gabrielle Union, she's had... 
her story is just crazy sad. Before she was able to then have a surrogate and then have um her 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 mean baby. That baby is so funny. But like she's been through countless miscarriages. Like miscarriage is such a different ball game. It's, yes, it's still a loss of a child, it's still sad. But ma'am, she knew what yeah. she was doing, man. She, but she she does these things anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man, because I feel like a medical miscarriage is a thing, isn't it? So that's different. Yeah. That's like, and that's I swear, yeah, that's like there is an abortion basically. If it's a medically, I don't know, I don't know all of the information, but yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a shame because the baby was still lost, but yeah. Apparently, she said, um, I think it is actually more so what you guys were saying before about um, about someone's life be, be basically being um, in the balance. Mm-hmm. But she said, let's just call it what it was. It was an abortion. An abortion to save my life for a baby that had absolutely no chance. And to be honest, I never ever put that together until actually a few months ago. That's basically what she's saying. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that, that Jesse, then she had no choice. Then I, feel, I, I believe it's the same, a similar thing. I'm guessing mm-hmm. she would feel the same as a woman who had a a normal miscarriage because the choice has been taken away from her. So. I don't think so. I, I think, do you know what it is? I think with like an abortion, whether you're advised to do so or not, yeah, you can still prep your mind. Whether it's one day, whether it's a few hours, like you can still come to, like you can just closure in that. People who just have miscarriages, they don't know why they've had them. They have to go on to do like several tests to find out why. So if you know that your child, like this is the situation with your child medically, Yes, you still lost a child, but there's some form of closure in that. There's people who carry on getting pregnant and pregnant. If you go to the doctors and they tell you, you have this child, you are going to die, and this child is not going to make it. That is, this is a fruitless exercise. That is not, that is, that's a miscarriage. What what do you want me to do? Like, I don't understand. That's a miscarriage, basically. I I didn't have no control over this situation. Yeah, this is an agree-to-disagree situation. I I, I get what you're saying, Marks, yeah, but I, I think... She could have easily just said it was what she abortion. said afterwards. That's different. I'm not arguing that. I don't mm. know why she done what she done or whatever. That's cool. I'm not here to argue that. But I'm saying, like, essentially, I don't see the difference. You're saying the end result them. is the same anyway. Yeah, I don't see the difference. Like, what she said, whether, however she acted afterwards, that's on her. I can't speak for her. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, they're the, I feel like they're the, they're the same things. Okay. She, like, she, she did have a miscarriage as far as I'm concerned. Like, mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I get it, man. I, I guess, you know, like, like you rightly said, at the end of the day, it kind of amounts to the same thing. It's not like she wanted to just get rid of the child. But I think the problem that most people have, and I think this is what Esther's saying as well, is that she lied. She knew what she was doing. It was calculated. You know what I mean? Yeah. To basically say, listen, guys, I had a miscarriage. And, you know, she wanted sympathy. And then now that this whole thing about Roe versus Wade has come out, about this abortion thing, you're now telling the people it was an abortion. It's just, it just seems like it's just another PR opportunity to, to get sympathy from people. And To be honest, anyway, this is why I yeah. think we overshone the internet because really and truly, sorry, but no one needs to know your private business. Mm. Respectfully. But yeah, anyway, yeah. that's that's the Chrissy Teigen show. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's get into the People's Journal. Journal, people. Um... This might be the shortest people's journal ever because there wasn't much news. Everything basically just would be me reiterating what I said last week. Um, the only thing that's kind of changed is that the, the pound continues to go down um, and the stock market as well has kind of gone down as well. So the FTSE 100, uh, which is basically the top 100 um, companies in the UK, um, slid 0.3%. 
down to 7,258 points, down from 7,550, which was in August. Also, um, European exchanges also went down. The German DAX went down 1.7%. And basically, opening trading of Wall Street also basically kind of just, yeah, went down as well. Because of some, basically, uh, a warning overnight, yeah. which affected what happened in the morning. Um, some news from um, the FedEx company. And obviously, you know, FedEx is a huge company mm -hmm. in America. So that's basically affected the whole S&P 500, which is the top 500 companies in America. Um, like I just mentioned, um, because of all these type of things, it's kind of trickling into different industries as well. Germany have announced what I pretty much said last week about the UK, which is that it's looking like a recession is around the corner. Um, so people were talking about how toilet paper now, for example, was the second most sought after supermarket item during the height of the pandemic. Pasta was first and that type of thing is basically coming back again. Um, I think I mentioned, yeah, I think last week as well about how Asda, um, they're trying to make things better for, you know, the average person with their budget line. Mm. But because of the demand, everybody obviously can't afford the, the more expensive brands. Um, the, yeah, the demand has just been crazy. And so they're limiting how much you can buy of any particular budget um, budget line item. So basically they're saying whatever it is, it's three items at the most per person that comes in. So yeah, that's that's affecting the UK and everything. And pretty much the last thing is to do with state pensions. Um, I mentioned before about how um, as much as the government was trying to get everybody, let me not say trying to get everybody, but basically um, people were, protesting and yeah. striking to get their um, their wages to kind of line up with inflation. Mm. That wasn't necessarily possible. I think it was the NHS, uh, the police and everything kind of got between a range of like 4 and 5%. But what they did try to do was try and make sure that the state pension was on track to rise with inflation. And it's basically looking like um, it's basically going to happen, like Liz Truss is going to follow through. So, um, like I said the other day as well, um, inflation was down from 10.1% to 9.9%. And it's looking like in October, I believe, um, they're going to make that make that possible, basically, yeah. with the whole state pension thing. So, basically, it's, going to, it's looking like it's on, it's on, it's on course to top £10,000 a year, basically, uh, with the government basically reinstating, I, I keep saying basically, but reinstating the whole annual increase that they kind of promised before. So I'll probably need a bit more information on that, which will probably come about um, probably in the next few days by the end of the week about the whole, um, how it's going to affect uh, state pension and everything. But even though it seems like it's just a little increase in terms of like two percentage points, yeah. it does kind of add up, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, trying to do something, man. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. And that's it. Okay, well, let's get into the rotation. Weekly music breakdown. I won't lie, not much, not much caught my eye over this weekend. I think it was a um, a slow release week. Yeah, there wasn't much, so I've kind of like remixed the segment a bit. So you know, follow me on this journey. All right, <laughs> so we'll start with Wizkid. All right, so Wizkid has released his first single since, um, you know, the last single from uh, Made in Lagos, which was Mood. All right. Um, and obviously, he's done a bunch of features as well, but this is his first solo single um, since, obviously, the Made in Lagos rollout. Esther, have you heard it? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's called Bad to Me. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I would I would classify this as like an Afrobeat fused with Ama Piano. Yeah. 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 There you go. My ear, my ear wasn't lying. <laughs> um, so when I saw the release, I thought, okay, cool. Wizkid is coming back out. Is the album coming? Is it just a single? So mm. we'll see. There's no announcement of an album yet. So it's just a song. Um, up tempo, dance ready, good vocals, decent production as as always. Um, I do like that he's venturing into I'm a piano a bit because it is the new yeah. the new wave. So it's interesting to hear what Wiz's interpretation or his take on um, I'm a piano um, is. But this does sound like he's kind of picking up where he left off with Made in Lagos. It's still giving me Made in Lagos mm. vibes. Like I can actually imagine this on the album. Yeah. And I'm like, is this kind of like his new sound now? Like the more mellow, mm. mid-tempo kind of kind of vibe. Well, that's what it, that's the, that's what it's giving me. Um, I would say it doesn't really. F- it's, it's a good song, but I wouldn't say it, it's something that I'm gonna I'm gonna play um, repetitively. So yeah. It doesn't really captivate me like that. You know what I mean? It's a decent song, but it's more like a, a one-off listen, right? So it made me think. Yeah, I've got a question for the for the room. One, do you feel like Essence is kind of like his peak? Like he's peaked now. Obviously, he can still ascend. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But do you feel like Essence is like a badge of honor for him now? Like he's reached a certain level. And do you think he'll ever top Essence in terms of the impact it's made in it globally? Obviously, we've got our own Wizkid song that we love from back in the day. Yeah. But we've never seen Wizkid on this global scale before, innit? Like yeah. this album, Made in Lagos, propelled him to a new level of stardom in it. Mm-hmm. And Essence is definitely his biggest hit worldwide, mm-hmm. right? Do we feel like he's ever going to be able to, to top it? Um, I, don't, I don't know why I was thinking of the gym here. <laughs> 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 but you know, you know like how like they always tell you when you first go to the gym, yeah. you get the newbie gains, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, it, it kind of slows down. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though like after 10 years, you'll be, you know, more tone, more muscular and everything. Yeah. But the, the I guess... The rate, yeah, right, isn't as much as it was when you first started. Yeah, I think that's kind of a um, situation. I think because of essence, yeah, now Afrobeats is everywhere. Yeah, so mm. another hit may not have the same impact as essence. Of course, but I think he can make a better song. You think he make a better song? Yeah, I believe so. That's what about you? You think he can make a better song? Like you're gonna hear a song. Obviously, music is subjective in it, but yeah, because some people, for some people, essence isn't even the best song on the album. Mm. Some people say that it's it's true love. For them, some people say for them is ginger. Yeah. To me, it's like essence is undisputed in my eyes. I couldn't even imagine how you'd think another song is better. Yeah. But obviously, music mm-hmm. is subjective, isn't it? Some people yeah. like, nah, true love is the one for me. Cool. Do you feel like he can be essence? I think he can. Yeah. I think essence is a great song, but for me, that wasn't like the best. Okay, for you, it wasn't the best song. Nah, I think, okay. yeah, it wasn't. I got it. I, I, I like the hype that it got. I think yeah. it opened a stupid yeah. amount of doors. Yeah. But, um, I think he can top that. But to be fair, though, my thing with Whiskered, though, I'm not... Like, it's taking me a while to get into this new sound of Afrobeats. It's okay. not really... Yeah. It's taking me a while to get used to it. So with Whiskered, like, my favourite Whiskered song ever is mm. not even... Mm. It's from, like, the old yeah, Whiskered old days. School. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Like, in my mind, if this is the sound he's going with, these albums are not in... Well, they're not in my rotation. 
Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. The older whiskey, the proper Afro beats, that yeah. is more me. When we start doing this whole yeah. Afro R&B, Afro fusion, Afro yeah. is great for what it does. Yeah. But in terms of my personal taste, what I'm going to reach for, yeah. when I think of whiskey projects, I don't reach for Made in Lagos, Lagos. Okay. at all. I hear that. I hear that. So I th- so I think, regardless I think of what you think of his other stuff, yeah, you think, obviously you have to take that like, impact and reach and all this kind of stuff yeah. into, into consideration, whether it's your favourite song or not. Yeah. yeah. You think he can, he well, obviously he can because he's an artist, but that would be really, it's going to be really hard for him no, to it's, top Essence. It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be hard. Like, it's going to be so. damn near impossible to top Essence. I personally like, feel like, yeah, I, I think I'm with Muggs. I don't think he's going to make a song better. And did you see um, um, Kanye West post? No. Oh, yeah, Essence is the best song. So he said, he said um, best song in the history of music to date. Obviously, <laughs> he's being frivolous with the statement, yeah. but for him to say that means something. Do you know yeah. what it is? No, you know? well, at the point, at that time, it was it was the, it wasn't like the best song in the world, yeah. like bar none, like bar no, anything. Like, but no, he's saying he's saying the best song in history. Obviously, that's it's a, one of the best stretch. songs that's ever been produced, ever been made, ever been created, ever. Yeah. Mm. You know what? I agree with you. You know, I know sometimes it's like ah, oh, you know, when something hasn't stood the test of time, yet, yeah. you can't make that statement. But yeah. I can honestly say that I think this is one of the best songs I've, I've heard. Mm. Honestly. Yeah, like bar none, like, yeah, but like genre, just, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. This is one of the best songs in life. And that's the reason why. It's not because of anything to do with his talents, but that's the reason why I feel like that's definitely his pinnacle. Mm. Like with his legacy, when it's all said and done, Essence is going to be it. Because if, if it's not, bloody hell, this guy's in for some yeah, greatness, no, isn't listen, it? I hope he releases something better than mm-hmm. Essence. I, I'm praying for that. I think you know he I mean? can. I think also because he's like reached a new height now, Yeah. I think that Whiskey has now become one of those people where everything he does is gold. Mm. Like, I don't think people are ever going to... I, I don't see... The way just people love Whiskey, yeah. as in worldwide, yeah. I don't see him releasing something and people actually criticising it. For me, I see him as like kind of the African Drake, where anything he does now, even if it's silence, people are going to be <laughs> like, that is the best thing ever. So? Yeah, I think he's at that point But now. Drake, Drake still has his, his um, yeah, critics though. He say, still yeah. does, but he sells out tours. Like, he, the majority... Yeah. Because when you, when you say that you don't like a Drake project, people yeah. are like, oh, you're trying to be different. This time, you really don't like it. <laughs> but I think I think with Whiskey now, that is kind of the point mm. he's going to get. Can I ask a question? It's a great uh, conversation that you guys are having. Um, Yusuf, mm. when was Nas's peak? Um... Ilmatic. The funny thing is, some people some people might say it was Ilmatic because that was his best ever album. I don't agree. I think his peak was probably um, Stillmatic, Lost Tapes, Godson. Those that free album run was his peak to me. And the best but, ever song that he's ever well, created. Best ever song ever created. Oof. Oh. <laughs> That's tough, bro. I'll be honest. I can't. Would it be in Ilmatic? Some people m- may say so. How yeah. about you? Um, no. My favorite Nas song isn't on Neil Mac. One mm. of my favorite songs is on Neil Mac, but no. Not your favorite song, yeah. your best ever song. In terms of worldwide impact? Or 100%. Because this is what we're talking about with um, Essence, right? Yeah. In terms of worldwide impacts, maybe If I Rule the World with Lauren Hill might be what the world might look at as Nas is one of Nas's biggest songs. The song that people uh, sing along to, the song he might play last at a concert, mm. the one that's most recognizable. Worldwide impact impacts because what's the probably the one of the biggest things of his career it probably it might be of still mate it might be ether mm-hmm. yeah ether. it might be ether. Yeah. it might be ether but because of what it's about he don't he don't perform ether it's not you know what yeah. I mean mm. I only ask that because it's I think for each artist they yeah. would love to have a moment in their career yeah. where they can have a track yeah. that just 
extends through time. Yeah. yeah. Immo- I- I- like immortal. Yeah. Com- sorry, immortal. Yeah. And for Wizkid to still be young enough to still make more music. Yeah. And to have reached the peak where Marx is saying it is the best track ever. Kanye West to say what he said. Yeah. He can die tomorrow. Yeah. Because many artists don't even reach that particular mm-hmm. uh, accolade. Yeah. So it's, it's fantastic that. He's, he's reached it. Yeah, yeah. We're now saying, can he make a better one? Yeah. And he might be like, no, it's a good challenge, but I don't need to now. Yeah, MJ. Yeah. MJ's um, biggest track for you isn't the one he created on the last album he ever released, right? No. This is what I'm saying. But yet he's remembered like forever. Yeah. I, I just find it's a, it's a fascinating concept to make a track that cuts through the entire world for it to, to, to stand next to other titans and still you have time left to basically try to better it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's wavy, man. Yeah, wavy. no, it's wavy. I think every artist probably has that, that mm. peak. I mean, when they're at, the, they're at the top of the mountain, and then because for example, Drake, I think Drake reached his peak. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you say Drake might not. Drake might not never make another song that's better than his best song. I think the best album, last best album Drake made was nothing. No, I hate, no, no. You know what? Mm. I I still think Drake can make better songs than what he's made. To be fair, because mm. I don't feel, I don't feel like Drake even has an undisputed unrivaled classic album where every it's, it's unanimous that this is the one. Yes, I know, it is. Yeah. What, this what? is Take Care. I hear what, you. Because I think that's the best album, but there's people who it's say it, otherwise. A, nah, man. That's, that, I mean... I think... It's, I don't it's, know. It's nothing anybody no, 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 yeah. personally for me, Take Care is my favourite Drake album, right? But I've had... It's a classic album, bro. That, have you listened to it? It's, no, a, it's I'm, a classic no, album. I'm, I'm not, From cover to cover. I think, I think, there's, I think there's too many fillers on it. Cover to cover. Cover to cover. To cover. <laughs> See Marks' face. <laughs> if if we if we're to say what Drake's classic mm. is Take Care, right? But there is an argument that he hasn't released a classic album. But if we have to pick one out of the mm. bunch, okay, let's go with this one. But mm. in totality, is it a classic? Or, I'll is be it honest. A, or is it a classic amongst his catalogue? If that man has not released a classic album yet, you don't forget it. Forget about it. It's not coming. If you don't think no, he's no. released a classic already, forget and I'm about with you. It. I think Drake can release songs yeah. that will top his previous song for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like Drake's career. I feel like he's reached mm. the heights. I think he's 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 where he's he is where he is. Well, listen, Drake is Drake is a victim of of his own success, and yeah. he's got he's got too many he's got too many like um he's got too much good music basically, and I think you got taken much. for granted. You know what I'm trying to say? Too because much. for man to say take care has got filler on it, yeah. And that's the, that's got a wait there, and that, that's got headlines on Hold it. On. Marvin's room. It's got take care, crew love, shot for me, over my dead body. Lord knows, doing that's it wrong. That's a good the album. Real her. No, that album's, that album's done. Like... Fucking hell, hell yeah, fucking right. Practice the ride, the motto. Yo, man is man is <laughs> nah, crazy. Was a, yeah, but you remember, you remember, yeah. There's like twenty tracks on there. Brother, yeah. there's 19 songs here and 18 of them are cold, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this is mad. That's why opinions are, cra- are a crazy thing, but that is definitely a classic <laughs> album. And anybody who thinks otherwise, Mark I think their opinions... You should be allowed opinions. I mean, not, it's not valuable. Yeah, not no, 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 no. Take Care is Drake's best album for me. Mm. It, it, okay. it, it, it always has been. Um, do, you th- do you think he was... Um, okay. Do you think he was at his peak as a rapper on Take Care? Um, no, maybe not. No, I don't think Because he's so. got better. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think he'll um, forget like all whole albums and projects or whatever. And I'm not even sure what his best song is, but whatever it is to the individual in their mind, 
I don't know if he's going to make a better song than what his best song is now. What's his best song to you? Um, I know it's hard because he has so many songs, but yeah. what's 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 your favorite? Oh, um, shit. I don't know. I'd, I'd need time to dissect that. I'm a Drake fan. I think this guy's. I think this guy's cold. Yeah. yeah. You get mm. me? So I wouldn't even. Yeah, I'd have to actually like take some time out. That's like homework for me because he's yeah. got too many good songs. I don't understand how he makes so many good songs. Nobody's yeah. got more good songs than Drake. Like his catalog is got is the best catalog that's ever been seen. Yeah. Mm. No, his catalog's cold still. Catalog's cold. All right, cool. Uh, Brendan, this is when he put the Usher thing for me, right? So mm. Usher. It's the 25th anniversary of My Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. his second album. People think it's a debut album, but it was his second album. Yeah, second. The one that was entirely produced by Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about it because he released, he redone the album cover and it's, it's irking me a bit. It's on the screen right now. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, man, that, I don't know. This, <laughs> the, cover's, <laughs> the cover's pissing me off. I, I think it's the way he's biting his lip. And it's just, basically it's like an old version of a young cover, isn't it? It's just making me laugh, isn't it? But First yeah, of all, yeah. Yeah. Is this so the screen is on at the moment? That's the new version, isn't it? Yeah. That man, his skin is just amazing because he looks. Yeah, he looks he young. Hasn't aged. Yeah, like he, he hasn't looks, aged. He looks like this is the original cover. Yeah, yeah. and obviously he, he tried to mimic it in this perfect way. So from I think what he's wearing to the stance to I everything, love it. the goggles, the whole thing is just a, a remake of the original. But I just find it funny. You know, what he's giving me, he's giving me. Um, you know how genuine's out here on this like old mantle. No, he's not giving me genuine. That's very insulting. <laughs> that is so insulting. That is so. <laughs> I can't believe you even said that. And his nipples, the way his nipples are popping through the top as well, it just looks funny to me. Anyway, shout out to Asha. Um, so, quickly, just memories of that album. I remember my sister actually bought that album on CD back in the day when it first came out, it? So that's one of the first, like, um, CDs I kind of had in my household, it? So we used to bang that album all the time. Um, but I wanted to ask you a lot, just as I brought the conversation, what your favourite Usher songs are? Ooh. Oh, I love Burn. Love Burn. I, I used to hate Burn. I it grew on me a little bit, but I, I, I just think it was corny as well. I love Burn so much. Marcus, um, is, Marcus is a big R&B man. What's your, what's your favourite Usher song? My favourite Usher joint. Yeah. Mm. And as we're on the conversations about peaks, when when do you think Usher, Usher peaked? Usher ain't peaked, man. Usher's just, Usher's different. He's different, but uh, in, t- in terms of his um, like stardom and stuff, I, I reckon Confessions. confessions. Yeah, well, it would be confessions. Confessions yeah. was confessions it. Is, yeah, it was that was it. Confessions, confessions was his his thriller. Yes, I like. Can you handle it in them tune there? Yeah, cold. Big cold. big song. Usher's again. He's like one of the kings of R and B. So yeah. you can't just be talking about 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 um Usher's shit willy nilly like that. I don't know what his what his favorite joint is. He's got too many cold joints. He's Jeez. cold. Yeah. Too many. This is your third. This is your third strike, Mugs. Of what? Of not being able to name songs. Mariah, I can't say. I need homework. Drake, I'm a music. I'm a music fan. When people ask me what's your favorite song, how can I tell you what my favorite song? You know how many songs I've got? Not songs, songs, thousands, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds that I like equally. I'd have to actually think about them because I like music differently. You get me? I can't just on a whim say, oh yeah, that. And then plus my favorite songs and stuff will change from time to time. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I'll go through periods of time when I'm enjoying this song more than that one. It's something that I have to proper think about if you want a legit answer. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. i throw out some of mine. Um, Throwback from Confessions, uh, Lifetime, which is a, like an album cut off of um, one of his less popular albums called Here I Stand. Um, you Don't Have to Call, Caught Up. Oh, that's a tune. Bad Girl, like, 
I mean, yo, I like, I like slow jams. That's the one. I love slow jams. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's off. Um, yeah. Slow jams is cold. My way. way. That's yeah. off my you way. You know, so yeah. funny though, because basically, so he did the song with Monica, right? Mm. And she was like, "Oh, we should do another song," and he was like, "No, thank you." Is it? Yeah. Why? That's, that's kind of rude. <laughs> he just said no. Because she talked about it during the verses with Brandy. Uh, and so Brandy said she would go back and talk to him about it. <laughs> it's slow jams with Monica. That's the one with Monica. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. He, he hasn't allowed her another song since. Where? Yeah, that album reminds me of my household because my sister used to bang that album. I love that song. When, when I was a kid. Let it burn cold for real, innit? That just yeah. cropped me when you said that. It is actually a sick tune. That is a tune. It was awkward when he had her, when he got herpes. It was what? <laughs> when he, um when these women came out and said that Usher gave them herpes. Oh, oh, the... And the the big one. Yeah, and then the whole let it burn thing was just hilarious, people. Damn it, man. We'll love a meme. Damn it, man. What about I, you don't have to call, though? That one's lit. That is yeah, a tune. I, I mentioned that. I just mentioned it. That is a tune. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't have to call. You don't have to call. It's okay. So that's a rude song. Nah, if a guy ever said that to yeah. me. Well, that's that's, you know that's that's the post breakup. I'm going out anthem. Do you know what's mad? So for many years, yeah, I thought I was a romantic song. No, no, no. Like so, basically, I thought, yeah, he meant you don't have to call me. I'll be right there. <laughs> so in my so in my mind, yeah, like no she's funny. going out to the club and he's just like, you don't have to like, I'm right there. But when I deep it, no, you don't, you don't have, have to call, call me. It's okay, girl, because I'm I'll gonna be all right to that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> without so, your ass. That's so rude. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't yeah. understand why you was. Like, I don't understand how come from the the beginning, from before you even started singing, you didn't understand what kind of energy yeah. was on that rhythm. He I said, didn't want to. It was don't, he said, don't leave your girl around, around me. True player for True real. Player for real. Yeah, but you know, it's, my nigga for real. You know, it's funny. I repeat that every time, but it's not what I want to hear, so it didn't register. <laughs> yeah, I think this bit definitely made me realise I hear what I want to hear. You know what's bad about songs, especially R&B? You know when you're younger and you listen to all the R&B music, you're not really taking in the lyrics. You nope. don't relate mm. to it, innit? When you're older... Shit just hits differently, fam. You're like, right. Especially the old R&B. Fam, you're like, this nigga's talking about me. You got to put an age cap on R&B and all that. Joe and them, man, they had me singing about eating pussy from I was like, Yeah, Joe's wild. Singing. Yeah, I didn't know what I was talking about. Joe is out here auditioning for a girl who's already got a man. No, Joe is... I'll do all the things you man can't do. Joe is the biggest dirty macker in the history of R&B. He's sick. His whole MO is about dirty macking. About taking the next man's girl. Yeah, you hear them fight then you're going to knock on the <laughs> move, man. What's your problem? That's his whole brand of R&B. He's sick. Joey's a joker, man. He's a sick guy. All right, lastly, I just got a recommendation. It's a new artist that I kind of um, stumbled across randomly on YouTube. Um, his name's Sway Vey. Okay. All right, he's got a song out called Faces, which is like a smooth, mid-tempo, chilled, alternative R&B type of vibe. If I had to, like, categorize him, I'd say he's more like emo rap, but he kind of reminds me of, like, Childish Major, if you know who that is. Lucky Day kind of vibes, Corday mm. kind of vibes. Okay. Maybe like a childish Gambino type of guy as well. Um, he's actually signed to Def Jam. But prior to this single, I checked out his catalogue and everything's um, independent. So I think mm. he just got signed and this is his mm. first release on the Def Jam. The song's called Faces. Um, it's quite cool. I like it. I've been bumping it all weekend. Um, so yeah, check it out. Recommendation for the week is Sway Vey. New single, Faces, if you like that, that emo alternative hip hop. And that's it. That's the rotation for this week. I'll be right. back next week. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. Should get into our last headlines for the day. Headline takes us to the Russia-Ukraine war, right? So the European Union presidency has called for an international tribunal over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. 
The call from the Czech Republic, which currently holds the rotating presidency of the bloc, came after the discovery of hundreds of graves in Izium, which is a town recently liberated by Ukrainian troops. Many are said to be civilians, women and children are among them. So Ukraine says it believes war crimes have been committed in Izium, where 59 bodies have been exhumed so far, with more expected from the graves in a forest at the edge of the sea. Czech, Czech Republic's foreign minister, Jan Lipaski, said in the 21st century, such attacks against civilian population are unthinkable and abhorrent. We must not overlook it. We stand for the punishment of all war criminals. I call for the speedy establishment of a special international tribunal that will prosecute the crime of aggression. In his regular address on Saturday evening, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said, investigators had discovered new evidence of torture used against the people buried in Izium. He said more than 10 torture chambers have already been found in the liberated areas of the Kharkiv region in various cities and towns, adding that the Russians would have to answer both on the battlefield and in courtrooms. On Thursday, the EU Commission President Chief Ursula von der Leyen said she wanted Mr. Putin to face the International Criminal Court over war crimes in Ukraine. Russia claims it is fighting to denazify Ukraine in a conflict it still refers to as a special military operation rather than a war. It has not commented on the burial sites at Izium, although Moscow has previously denied targeting civilians. The next headline um, takes us to the east in Japan. And basically, there's, there's been a crazy storm. And 9 million people have been told to evacuate their homes as Japan is battered by one of the worst typhoons the country has ever seen. The super typhoon Nanmadol has killed two people and injured almost 90. It hit Kyushu, the southernmost of Japan's four main islands, on Sunday morning and is set to reach Honsu, which is the largest island in the next coming days. Tens of thousands of people spent Sunday night in emergency shelters and almost 350,000 homes are without power. Transport and business has been disrupted and the country is braced for extensive flooding and landslides. Nanamadol has brought gusts of up to 145 miles per hour and some areas were forecast to have up to 400 millimetres, which is 16 inches of rain in 24 hours. Bullet train services, ferries and hundreds of flights have been cancelled. Many shops and other businesses have closed and sandbags have been put in place to protect some properties. The storm is forecast to turn east and pass over Japan's main island of Honshu before moving out to sea by Wednesday. The capital, Tokyo, has experienced heavy rain with the Tozai underground line suspended because of flooding. A level 5 alert, which is the highest on Japan's disaster warning scale, has been issued for more than 500,000 people in Kagoshima, Miyazaki, Oita, Kumamoto and Yamaguchi areas. And the last headline is sports, um, which is what we touched on last Friday um, uh, in the boxing with Canelo and Triple G. So, Saul Canelo Alvarez has beaten Gennady Golovkin. He dominated over 12 rounds to retain his undisputed super middleweight crown. It was the third encounter in Las Vegas between the modern-day greats, with Alvarez claiming a second win following a controversial draw in the first fight. After sidestepping a kickback from Golovkin in the later rounds, all three judges were in agreement, scoring it 116 to 12, 115 to 113, and 115 to 113 for Alvarez. Canelo said after the fight, Thank you, my friend. We gave the fans three great fights. They shared a warm embrace after the fight, despite their rivalry turning sour in the four year wait for the trilogy encounter. 
which saw Alvarez retain the IBF, WBA, Super, WBO, and WBC titles. Golovkin said afterwards, I want to shake hands with Canelo. Congrats to all his team. He's a real warrior. If you don't understand that, you don't understand nothing. And that was the end all of right. the headlines. Can I get my flowers? Yeah, I called it, yeah? Yep. Come yeah. on, man. The real oracle back in effect. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the real oracle? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was too much for Triple G, man, I think. Because even Triple G had to move up. I didn't even know he had to move up in weight okay. to fight him. So, yeah. And he's older as well. He's like 40-something now. Early 40s. But yeah, it was a sick fight, though. It was good. Nice. At what age do you retire from fighting? Boy, it depends. Depends on you. Depends on your ability and stuff. How man. old is um, Floyd? Floyd, we can check it. Let's check. So the greater feat, wasn't it? Triple G with his age and lasting that long with it being so close. Mm. No, he lost. Stop it. <laughs> But to be fair, I think the the scorecards are closer than it really was. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. It, it was it was a lot more one sided than that. To be honest with you, yeah. And again, Triple G's moved up in weight, like to one sixty seven. He's really a one sixty middleweight fighter. Ah, so he even had to basically yeah. adjust. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Go up, mm. and he's forty, maybe one or two now. Canelo's mm. thirty five, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that means that means he. When did Floyd retire then? Because Floyd's 45 now. He must have retired in his late 30s then. Because he's been retired for quite a while now. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think Floyd maybe retired about 40. Okay. Yeah, something like that. About five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, Esther, um, Tory Lane's is shorter than Lil Uzi, but... How old is Lil Uzi? Because Lil Uzi but is, a, is a compact babe. I just saw. So he must be... <laughs> Tory Lane's is really small. He's very small. Lil, Lil Uzi is Lil small. Lil Uzi is really, really small. But Lil Wayne is not. Lil Wayne is small. But and you seen Tory on, on, on when he's performing and he's climbing on the stage and climbing on all the walls and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Only a little man can do that. <laughs> anyway, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we can yeah, hear yeah. you. We're just. This is. This is can you hear us? Cause a question. This is just a. I've nothing done that shit, man. You know how the way you know how women or just men, you know, people just take the piss out of short people. people it? Yeah. It's, it's accepted. Like for example, you can. Clown a short man is like. Ah, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Is there anything that we can do? Not that I want to, but is there? Is there? What's the equivalent? Um, something, it, something a man can say about a woman that's going to be taken in jest. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things guys clown women for. That we can say openly. Yeah. That they do say openly. And that we won't get backlash for. Yeah. No, but I think I think guys do clown. They clown in makeup a lot. Okay, makeup is one. I think. Makeup is one. Hair is one. Okay. Um. Guys do make fat jokes. Yeah, they do, but they're not allowed to. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of things we've been allowed to do. People still do. No, but I mean, in Without the same way, fact. in the same way, we're just laughing along with you about the short thing, and it's not, yeah. it's not being taken seriously. That's what I mean. Um, I don't know actually. I feel like there's, I feel like there's a lot that guys make fun of women for. Mm. Yeah, and they exaggerate about women. Yeah, I think there's a lot. But yeah, the short one is, nah, it's just. Is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not making fun of anybody. I just think you're sure, aren't you? <laughs> it's, a, it's it's still it's body shaming, so is it body shaming? Yeah. What? Yeah, of course, it it be, of course it is. Of course it is. That's interesting. Wait, you don't you don't think being sure is a part of your body? It's a part of your body, but I just think, you know, I'm not shaming, I'm just stating a fact. I was reporting the news and part of that was that he was short. Yeah, but you make jokes about people that are short. Yeah, you buy into stereotypes about people that are short. They have What's negative connotations. You talk about man's aggressive. You say man's aggressive. What, short man syndrome. That's not that's not a stereotype yeah. because I've experienced that. 
I've it's experienced. A I've, no, it's not. I've experienced. Not it's a stereotype. No, no, it's a stereotype because uh, it's because a stereotype. Angry been black proven, woman is a stereotype. No, but it's a stereotype that's been mm. proven right to me. So in my mind, my personal life, it's not a stereotype because. So all someone needs is a one black woman to them to be angry towards them, and then so it's, then it's not a stereotype. It's that's, just right then. That's their business. That's that's for them to do. They want to do that. But I've experienced short men, and I've experienced angry short men. So in my mind. This was a stereotype. I didn't know. I, I thought, okay, maybe it's just a rumor. Mm. And then the short men I've come in contact with have had this syndrome that I heard about. Have you experienced angry tall men? Yeah, absolutely. They're equally as aggressive, but it's just there's no really tall man syndrome, is there? But if you if if <laughs> if you meet ten tall men who yeah. are aggressive, yeah, and ten short men who are aggressive, yeah, why do they get the label? They don't mm. because I because I I think guys who are tall and like big, they like to assert their their um their body weights and do you know I mean that yeah. so there's also that idea that you know when a talk when a guy's tall or whatever he likes to let you know he's in the room that is that too they tend to be arrogant okay also there, there is a, a tall man syndrome yeah well. yeah they, they tend to be arrogant they like to let you their presence has to be known in every room they walk into and they try and do the you know the big boys and blah blah hey, so what are you talking about i'm six and, three every room i walk into you see me what's that got to do with me <laughs> yeah, but some some guys are told be extra loud, and you've got nothing to be loud about. Keep be quiet. Okay, so yeah. what the average hat done? So they just lost in the sauce here in the, in the mix. Those ones. Like a what, what's the average hat? Like a five seven. Five eight. Man? Five nine. Yeah, five, I seven. respect her commitment to the role, you know, because she ain't breaking. <laughs> I'm, breaking. I'm not breaking. I'm not. I know. I ain't trying to pick a hole. I'm not trying to pick a hole. I'm, not pick a hole. I'm not trying to make conversation. I'm not trying to catch you up. No, I know. Mugs is trying to catch yeah, me yeah, up, but yeah. I know what I'm saying. So, say what I said. Five, five eight, five seven. Um, they tend to be cool. Yeah, they tend to be cool, but I don't know. There's also some some weird personality trait about those ones too. Like what? What is it? Because, you know, they're not the tallest in the room. Or the shortest. Or the shortest. So they kind of feel like, you know, I've got one up from the short guys. But then these niggas have got me over here. Exactly. So then, <laughs> so then when they're in a room, yeah. you see them kind of doing, they're bossing up on the short guys. But then because they know they're not on the same level as the tall guys, they try and show like, you can't sun me even though you're taller than me. So mm. who's who's the worst out of the bunch then? In your, in your experience? Because um, to me, it sounds like the, the ones in the middle are the worst. He's the ones in the middle. I would say they're, that. They're, they're, no, because they're picking on someone. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, they're getting buoyed by someone. It's like, big man, make up your yep. mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just pick a side. I think the ones in the middle are the worst. Because at least with short men, you know what you're getting. Okay. Do you know what I mean? You know what you're getting. It is yeah. that. And I think some guys that are short as well, they have like, they're insecure about their height. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, But I think the middle guys are the worst, I would say. Okay. Because it's just like, pick a struggle. Okay. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> These are all tested and tried by me, and um, tried and tested theories. Yeah, that's funny, man. All right, let's, let's get into dinner here. <laughs> Not over there with technology today. No, we're all right. We're all right. Today's dinner here. Is, you know when people are just too airsard. Do you know what airsard is? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It means someone's hard of hearing. You know oh, is. Yeah. Is hard. Oh, it is hard. No, oh. The ears didn't come out the way you thought it came out. No, that's how it came out. I'm from the Caribbean. Oh. No, so. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so funny? I was going to say... Turn around. 
<laughs> my general. I was, I was actually going to say it came out Caribbean, but I just, I've said enough today. I don't know whether... No, that, that, you know. That's, that's how I said. That's oh, okay, I said. lovely. You get what I'm trying to say? Anyway, like, yeah. So you know what it is, yeah? I'm a firm believer of just like... I don't know, man. There's certain sayings that have come up in my household that I've been here for a long time. Like, who mm. don't hear will feel and stuff mm. like that. So, like, if I give you some advice... I told you not to do something. I'll give you a kind of advice or something, but you don't want to take my advice. You don't want to listen, yeah? I'm only going to give it to you one time. I'm going to let you go and do whatever you want. You know what I'm trying to say? And whatever results come from it, yeah. that happens. I'm a, I told you so kind of man. That Another saying that man that sticks with me, um, what my nan always says, used to say, if the sick don't care, the doctor can't care. Yeah? You know what that means? Like, you can't care for other people trying to help them to do something. If they want to self-destruct, you just have to let them. If the sick don't care, the doctor cannot care. And that is perfect for what I'm looking at today. Because Jason Holton, yeah, is Britain's fattest man. Sorry. I thought you were pausing for effect, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking... Yeah, no, because... No, my, my um, Siri came in my ears. And it, it oh, yeah. Out. Sorry. Yeah, so Jason Holton is Britain's fattest man. He is 32 and he weighs 47 stones, yeah? But he is complaining yeah, that his human rights are being taken away from him. They're being infringed upon because doctors are putting calorie-controlled diets to save this guy's life. Now, this man is huge, like big, big, big. And he was nearly out of it the other day. He nearly died. That take him out of his yard with a crane. Yeah, and I've seen this man. Yeah, I'm nearly sure he's gonna need that crane to get to heaven. Okay, <laughs> time <No>. out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, said, Jesus' ascension and cover that body size. <laughs> <laughs> he there was a whole ordeal to get him out of the yard. I think it took seven that's hours. Wild. That's wild. 30, 30 firemen, a whole crane. If this was just a whole operation to get this man out of the yard into a special built ambulance and thing reinforced with, um, is it Valerian still or something like this? Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. Went to the hospital, yeah. He nearly dead, yeah. And then now he's upset. He's telling them he's going to call the police on them because they uh, took his drink away from him. Like, he's drinking too many litres of fizzy juice a day. Wait, one second. Let me give you like, a little rundown of my man's 10,000 a day daily, daily um, calorie intake, what he's doing. 10,000? Right? In, in the morning, yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, see, in the morning for breakfast, Donnie's doing large Donny kebab, yeah, and chips. Are they even open in the morning? I don't know. He must take it from the night before and save it. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's doing large donkey kebab and chips, yeah. And then Pop-Tarts, yeah. It doesn't say how many Pop-Tarts, but I'm guessing it's, it's, it's a, a good lot few. of Pop-Tarts. I used to bang Pop-Tarts when I was younger. Yeah, that's his breakfast, yeah. And then in the afternoon, he has three large tubs of chicken chow mein. Now, I've never even heard chicken chow mein referred to as tubs. It sounds like ice is it's giving ice cream. I don't even know. I don't know. But Donny has three large tubs of chicken chow mein, yeah. Then he has prawn crackers. Then he has prawn toast as well. Then he has more Pop-Tarts because he missed those bad boys from the morning, yeah. <laughs> and then in the evening, he's having two cheese sandwiches, two chocolate bars, three packets of crisps, 
and 1.5 liters of OJ. Now, obviously, you got to be healthy. OJ is good for you. And five <laughs> cans be of five cans of diet coke as well, and not not normal coke, diet coke. And that's why I like diet coke. You know, watch your figure. You want know he's an animal, right? Because he's eating the prawn crackers. Nobody eats the prawn crackers. <laughs> you get with Chinese. Like he's, a, he's taking it too far. When you're oh, starving, man. you might can pick at them a little bit. But they're they're, they're it's not part of the main meal. Nah, those get dashed in the bin for me every time. That is so funny. Yeah, but look, they've been trying to sort out his diet. Like he was literally, he was literally out of it. And then he checked out the building. Yeah, they saved him. They patted him up. But now they're trying to think. He wants his drink. He's saying, I've got my human rights. I should be able to drink what I want. He's going to call the police because he's saying, basically, I'm constantly dehydrated and these are trying to get me out of there. You get me? And right. I just think he's a fucking idiot. But my thing is, what I wanted to say is like, if the sick don't care, the doctor can't care. These people got to leave him alone, you know? Yeah. It's the NHS paying for all this stuff, you know? Exactly. It's us. Yeah. It's, it's the taxpayers' money paying for all this crap. This guy is on... £398 a week employment support allowance oh, wow. and £451 personal independence payment. You get me? And he also gets um, £550 contributing towards his £621 rent. This oh, wow. guy's um, racking up a, a, a lot of dough that you are paying for. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm just in the picture of the crane when they're trying to get him out of the house. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, I saw that article. It's a special crane, reinforced. They told Donnie, yeah. That's him in the air. So... Must have been scared. I'm, I'm happy to know that you can eat this much food and still be alive, though, so. I'm not. My <laughs> heart will give way. <laughs> Sometimes, when I eat, I'm just like, whoo, I cannot breathe. Like, my heart would not be able to deal well, with this that. this is showing me that I'm not, I'm not pushing my, my limits. <laughs> Listen, you don't test your body the way you are to. I think someone should tell him that he's Britain's fattest man because I think that might hit different. No, he's going like, to be... Tell him be like, huh? He's going to look at them like, where's the prize? With my food prize, he yeah, didn't want money yeah. prize. He's gonna be, he's gonna, that's an accomplishment for him. 47. Well, he's not, gonna, he's not gonna stop eating and drinking. He's gonna be out of it soon, man. It is a sad story, to be honest with you, but I think they gotta let him go and just let him do what he wants because yeah. cut off his benefits and just let him do what he wants, man, because this is just stupid. They're trying to save your life and you're talking about human rights. You lost your mind. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, if, yeah, he must anyway, stink. He must. He definitely stinks. So, they paid for like a special toilet. He's got a reinforced toilet in his yard with like a bidet in that. So he don't even have to wipe his own bum. And the government pays for that. The council pays for that. You know what I'm trying to say? Ew. I'm not one of these people that like talk about uh, council and tax and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, my money's got to go somewhere better than this, man. Can he even reach his bum? Um, no, well, he can't. That's why he's got the bidet. Yeah, you know what I'm trying true. to say? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if he wanted, if he cared yeah, and he wanted to better himself, that's different. Itch. Let's support all the people yeah. we can. Yeah. But you're still, you're talking about infringing on your human rights. You're still trying to drink Coca-Cola and that. Yeah. He's, this guy's worried about all the wrong things. Fat man, you are done out here. Yeah, man. That's it. You might just be soon. Huh? (laughs) Look at me. I was worried about my weight the other day. My stomach wasn't looking right. I focused. I grinded. I dropped the weight off. I got it (laughs) done. You got to try to say, because I'm a serious man. It's crazy, man. I can't believe that. Yeah, That's so not like he must really stink because you can't shower. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He's been bed. He's been he housebound really for like he's been housebound for like a year, so he can't. He like he can't go nowhere. Yeah, like, he ain't been nowhere. He can't go nowhere. So this was a trip for him. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was a day out. So he, he, he was loving it. It was definitely fresh air. If you were in the sky, yeah. and that's that's how they had to transport you. Bro. That's a 
ridiculous. That's just wild, man. Raising the mud. You need to be a body dysmorphia for that. I, I can't help but think the amount of money he spends on food, you know. Yeah. There's always money on food. All the... I think he does about £30 a day on food. £30 a day. Which is about £10,000 a year. That's £210 a week. That's a lot of money, you know. £30 a day. That's that's, yeah, that's eight hundred and forty a month. That's what I'm saying, man. And we're paying for this bollocks. Times twelve, sickening. You know what's thrown me, which I'm still trying to work out. Three large tubs of chicken chow mein. Do, <laughs> do they mean the containers or yeah, they, yeah. the way they're painted? The way they're painting this. Yeah, tub, tubs. I think tubs is the wrong word to use. <laughs> no, you know, like the, the, in that, in that box is crazy. Yeah. In the American like box, eating yeah. buckets yeah. of noodles. That's crazy. Yeah, whoever's man. buying it from them must be, they must love it I will say though all this being said the chips in that in the kebab that looks like good chips I wish I knew <laughs> what kebab shop that was you're right you know I'm looking you're at right. it I tell you it looks like it's a perfect amount of saltiness and crisp and crisp yeah oh my gosh I'm looking and I'm hungry some mm. good chips where that cheese sandwich looks meaty though yeah definitely I was thinking that. I think cheese that's it yeah, but you know that's no, it's, the... it's cheese and pickles, man. You know, you know, pickles. Oh, okay. or like ham and cheese, some, okay. some dead sandwiches. Then, yeah, Brent likes cheese sandwiches. Is it? Do you? I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Jason, Jason Holbert, be Holton, sorry, Jason Holton, be better, man. You might not care about your life and your well being, but there's people out there that do, man. Focus, put the chips down. Mm. Done out here. Go right. to the outro. <laughs> nice show back. Thank you guys for tuning in as always. Shout out to our live crew. Do like this video. The likes is not matching up as we would like it to. So do like the video. Share it as well. The video is going to stay up when we're done. Um, do all that great stuff. Join our community as well, the TNB Network community.thenewblack.com it's basically our own very it's basically our own social media space basically mm-hmm. you can post gifts and pictures and all that kind of great stuff um, and follow us on all our social media platforms the day after TNB on Instagram Twitter and TikTok if you would like to send messages in or voice notes for sis what would you do or asking for a friend send that into zero seven five six four eight four one zero seven three. that is also the number you can dial into when we're having conversations on the episodes um if you would like to inquire about the show or feature on the show email the team the day after at the new black.com black is part of an x and we will see you back here tomorrow, see you tomorrow. ciao